0: This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on Fearthevillage.com.
1: From Fallis Field on the beautiful campus of Worcester High School here in Worcester, Ohio, on an absolutely gorgeous Friday evening, it is time for week number five of high school football around the state of Ohio. And tonight we've got a great one for you as the two and two Lexington Minutemen come in. Off of their first OCC victory of the year last week at Mount Vernon, and they get set to take on the two and two Worcester Generals, who have yet to play an OCC opponent because of some COVID issues. They were actually supposed to play Madison last week; that game got uh, postponed, and and uh, Worcester picked up a game against Akron Saint Vincent Saint Mary, a game in which they lost uh, right here at Fowles Field, and uh, so they're two and two, but have not played a game yet in the conference. And hopefully after tonight, all seven OCC teams will have played a conference game finally. And we'll start to get things sorted out here as uh, we're early in conference play. Hi everybody, Cory Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And uh, we are high above Follis Field up here tonight. One of our favorite views to broadcast a game as uh, it does feel like we are a mile away from the field. And it is blazing hot up here. Nick and I both sweating bullets as uh, I think the climb up here kind of got both of us as uh, we're not used to that. Imagine Arlen Field but seemingly uh, twice as high, which it's not, but that's how it feels. Uh, It is just... uh, it is a trek to get up here where we're at. And we're actually on top of the press box. But it's a great view. The breeze is blowing. And uh, it sets us up for a beautiful night. And uh, hopefully these Minutemen can continue this week where they left off last week. Lexington went down to Mount Vernon and just pummeled the Yellow Jackets last week. 40-14 behind five touchdown passes by Cole Polly, And four of those were to Hudson Moore who hadn't scored a touchdown this year yet. And then uh, went out and got four of them through the air last week. Not even on the ground, but through the air. Also last week, Carson Berry got into the scorebook for the ninth time this year. Uh, He's got nine touchdowns, eight of them on the ground. He did have one kick return for a touchdown uh, to open up the second half against Ontario back in week one. So Carson Berry continued his hot streak last week as well. But... Really, the story was Cole Polly, 14 of 21, had almost 300 yards passing and uh, five touchdowns. And that's got to be a nightmare for Worcester to have to game plan for because, you know, a couple weeks ago you look at this Lex team and you think, well, they're going to run. They're going to run 90% of the time. Carson Berry is going to get most of the carries and then maybe Jordan Byrice. When the Minutemen get inside the 20, maybe he'll get some carries. Uh, But then last week, you mix in all those passes, and it was so successful that now Worcester has probably had a very interesting week getting prepared for the Minutemen, and uh, we'll see how that plays out tonight. Uh, The uh, Worcester Generals, as I mentioned, as – Well, I thought they were going to play the National Anthem, Nick, but first they'll play uh, Worcester's alma mater here real quick. And while they're doing that, we'll talk about Worcester. They are 2-2 uh, two and two this year, Nick. Both wins, though, coming against two 0-4 teams. So they have not beaten a team with a win this year yet. And then uh, their two losses, uh, one of them was to a sub-500 team, and uh, the other loss they took was to a 2-1 and team. So, um, but really nothing impressive standing off or standing out from the schedule early here in the season for Worcester yet. And uh, I think tonight might be a a good, uh, a good gauge sort of uh, where Worcester really is uh, as we head into the rest of this season. I think normally Worcester, obviously the favorites in the OCC this year, I think West Holmes has taken that right uh, so far. Um, but Worcester has, you know they, they haven't their four opponents, as we just mentioned, aren't have not had the best record this year, but not of all four of them, the closest one might have been Akron St. Vincent St. Mary. They've played a bunch of schools that aren't even from around our area. It's kind of hard to get a gauge of where they're at as now we'll have the national anthem. And with that we're just about set for football here at Follis Field at uh, Worcester High School on an absolutely gorgeous night. I mean it could not be any better. And uh, typically, week five is a lot later on in the uh, year, and the, you know, t- taking place just on the calendar. But with the new playoff expansion, the OHSAA to start, uh, s- decided to start things a little bit sooner in the year. And now we have week five matchups on September 17th when it's 80 degrees out instead of, you know, September 24th or 31st. Uh, week five is happening a lot earlier than it ever has. So um, that sets up for beautiful nights like we have here tonight as the Lexington Minutemen down off to our right across the field, getting set to uh, run onto the field. And we're still waiting for any sign of Worcester as we still have about four minutes to go, at least on the clock until kickoff. And... uh, Anyways, back to what I was saying, though, before the National Anthem there, Nick. Not only has Worcester really – we don't know much about them because they haven't played teams that seemingly are not good this year, uh, but they they also have not played teams that are in our area. Yeah. They've played St. Vincent, St. Mary. They've played a couple of Cleveland schools. They've played Louisville. Um, teams that we're just not familiar with, so it's really hard to gauge just how good these Worcester generals are, but certainly – The recent past would would tell you that they're going to be ready to go tonight. And, uh, in fact, Lexington has struggled with Worcester. They have not won here at Worcester since 2016. Uh, And they did that 14-3. to And that was the last time they beat Worcester overall, and it just so happened to be here on the road. Um, So, definitely, uh, those are things you expect uh, in the last few years leading up to tonight in this rivalry. But uh, I think this year might be a little bit different,
2: Nick. Well, and it's just something weird with Worcester. I mean, it's a blessing and a curse. They always just have a ton of seniors on their team. So every year they're pretty much playing with a new roster. All the juniors are getting varsity time now because all the seniors that were in the previous year, they're all gone. So, for example, right now they have 19 seniors, but I'm sure not, I mean, I'm sure only a a quarter of them got varsity time last year just because they had so many seniors last year as well. So, I mean, they're always coming in with a new team. Uh, the Minutemen Men have, don't have that luxury. They've, I mean, they've pretty much been playing with the same core guys the last couple years. So I think, I mean, with how quote-unquote inexperienced Lex is, they kind of have more experience together than this Worcester team probably does. And uh,
1: Lexington uh, last week was a little banged up. They were without Corbin Green, A.J. Young, uh, to name a few. Uh, Mason Trichu is also uh, still out. Uh, he'll be out for quite a while. Um, but they were missing about uh, four or five, maybe six players last week. This week, it looks like they've got everybody back except the only new face I see over there that doesn't have his jersey on uh, was Braden Muma in warm-ups, and they're definitely going to be hurting without the big man. Uh, but other than that, and of course Mason Trichu, which I just mentioned, uh, the Minutemen are pretty much back to full strength, which is great, especially considering... Uh, the performance they had last week. You definitely want to continue that momentum. And right now, hey, it's only been one one week of OCC play, but those Minutemen are tied for first place in the OCC right now with West Holmes, who uh, is getting set to take on Madison tonight out there in Millersburg. As the Worcester Generals take the field down off to our right. As I mentioned, we're on the home side, right up above the press box here. I did not bring my binoculars, Nick, but uh, that might have been a mistake tonight. Is it's always a great place to call a game here at Worcester, but man, we are far away from the field. Last time we were here, Nick, uh, a little bit of magic happened on the opening kickoff. Uh, AJ Young or AJ Green? Almost said a. Well, I just com- I just combined their names. Why do I always do that with with AJ Young and Alex Green? Oh. I you said did. A.J. Green. <laughs> I was like, Alex Green. I, don't know. I was just going along with it. i like, yeah, that sounds right. Uh, Alex Green <laughs> took the opening kickback for a touchdown last time we were here. And, of course, now he's doing special things at the University
2: of Cincinnati. He had a field day the last time we played on this field overall. It was insane. He had
1: two touchdowns. He had a 55-yard rushing touchdown. He also had an interception that game. Alex did it a little bit of uh, every way possible last time we were here at Fallis Field. So hopefully we get some of that magic tonight again as the Minutemen will receive again yep. here at Follos Field to start things off. They did win the, uh, K- or they won the coin toss. They elected to receive. So they must be uh, feel pretty confident coming off of that performance last week. And rightfully so. They looked very impressive last week. They just couldn't do anything wrong offensively. As the Worcester Band still trying to get off the field here and while they do that we'll check out the uniforms brought to you by a
3: material girl in times like these shopping online has become a necessity thankfully there's a material girl a material girl is a locally owned women's boutique where there's something for everyone AMG specializes in hand-picked women's clothing at an affordable price check out fashion by AMG.com. that's fashion by AMG.com.
1: as the band's still trying to get off the field referees and players are ready to play here as the Minutemen going to go with the road whites. The white jerseys, purple letters and numbers. A little bit of gold trim, some purple stripes and gold stripes on the shoulder pads. White pants with the block L on either side. They also have the purple helmet with a gold stripe down the middle. Block L on the left side. Player numbers on the right side. And Worcester going with the Gold jerseys, blue letters and numbers. All blue, royal blue pants. i will have the gold helmets, blue stripe down the middle of those with a block W on either side. Corey Durbin, Nick Laser, with you. We are ready for kickoff, and the ball is away. It's a pretty good kick, and this is going to go all the way back and bounce at the one, and Carter Newman having trouble getting on it, and he does at the five-yard line. Wow. What a start from Worcester. <laughs> And Carter Newman thought that ball was gonna go through the end zone, and it hit at the one and bounced back into play, so he had to jump on it. That was close. And a very close start there for the Minutemen, as Carter Newman did get on it, but it was at the five yard line. So, Lexington gonna take over, well, take over. They're gonna start the game with not ideal field position here. As they'll send Caden Eichler off to the left. Carter Newman split off to the right. One tight end. Two tight ends, excuse me. Cole in the single back pistol. Carson Berry behind him. And they get the Generals to jump offside, I think, Nick. Yeah. And last week, Mount Vernon had seven encroachments. Yeah, that's insane. And now Worcester on pace to beat that already as we haven't even run a play and they have one. Just something about that cadence. Well, and that, the helps, last two weeks. well and that helps flex out right away. I mean, gives you a little bit more breathing room. And it makes it a lot easier to get this first first down. It's first and five. Caden Eichler comes to the left. Carter Newman splits off to the right. Two tight ends, single back pistol. Cole Pauly sends Hudson Moore in motion. He'll take the snap. He pitches out right side. Carson Berry off the right side. He's out past the first down marker and out near the 20-yard line. A big gain there on first down and five as Carson gets about 10 yards.
2: Yeah, they just ran a nice little quick pitch over to that right side, and Carson was able to pick up a good chunk.
1: So the Minutemen, men, just like that, a penalty and a 10-yard run. They're out to the 20-yard line, so they're kind of out of harm's way here now. A little breathing room to start this ball game. Scotty Roush comes in. He'll go slot left with Caden Eichler. Carter Newman splits off to the right, one tight end this time. Jordan Byrice in there, and the single back pistol with Cole Pauly from the 20 yard line, first and 10. Pauly takes the snap, he's gonna throw, he's back to pass, down the far sideline, he's got Carter Newman down there, and it's just through his hands at the 40, he had him. Went right through Carter's hands though on the run down the sideline, that would have been a huge play.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was no help side over the top on Carter Newman, he was one on one, he had his guy beat, just went right through his hands. That'll set up second and 10. Minute men at their own 20. I like the aggressiveness, though. First and 10, you get some breathing room. Why not take a shot right away?
1: And if you're listening at home throughout the night, we have a flag down, by the way. I'm assuming on the last play, but I didn't notice.
2: Uh, It might be an illegal... I think I think what happened. Hudson yeah. motioned over; and he was on the line. I don't think Caden got off right. the line. Yep. So that was basically just that play didn't happen. Well, they called an ineligible
1: receiver downfield, but I think Nick is right. I think there was some sort of formation penalty there. So now that'll set up. Well, that play—the last play—they're saying didn't count, Nick. Yeah. So it's first and fifteen now. As Cole Pauly will go in the pistol, he'll give it. By Rice off the right side. He's to the 20, squeaks through a hole to the 25. He's still pushing, and he dives out towards the first down. He kind of dove out of the pile there on the sideline. I think they're he might have got yeah, it. Yeah, they're going
2: to give it to him.
1: 16 yards for Jordan Byrice, and the last three or four of them came after he dove out of that pile of tacklers.
2: How in the world did he get out of there? And it's incredible how quiet this Worcester crowd is just to start. I mean, it's insane. It's a pretty full, it's a pretty packed house in here right now, but it is just dead silent. First and ten, minute minute, at their own
1: 31 now. They'll send two to the left, one to the right. As Baden-Forp comes in motion across the line. Single back pistol for Cole Pauly. He's back to pass. He's looking. He's going to run now. He's going to keep running. He's going to try to get to the outside. And he's going to be hit out of bounds at about the 38-yard line as it looked like he was going to run right up the middle of the field and slide then decided to misdirect it out to the outside and picked up Seven.
2: And that's what you don't really realize when you see Cole back there. I mean, everyone normally just thinks of him as a pocket passer, but he, he can move. I mean, he's definitely a mobile guy, so it's nice to see him get out and out of the pocket. Uh, Nick, a moment ago I got cut off, I think, by a play. Uh, but if you hear
1: a buzzing sound at home, it's those lights. I forgot about the light. Uh, these lights oh. they have here <laughs> at Worcester. As it's second and three, Cole Polly going to send Carter Newman in motion. Almost fumbled the snap and on the handoff. The generals are all in there, and they get, I think that was Baden-Four up on the carry. Now that was Hudson-Moore. As Cole Polly kind of fumbled the snap there just for a split second, kind of bobbled it. By the time he got the handoff to Hudson-Moore, there were a bunch of generals in there. So that's going to set up third and, uh, third and about seven. For the minute men, they're on their own 34-yard line, but a pretty good first drive here so far. They've gone 29 yards already. They'll send two to the left, two to the right. Cole Polly with a single back right behind him. It's by Rice. Third and seven from the 34. Takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He's going to pump fake. Now he's going to roll right. Cole Pauly still rolling. Still rolling. Sending a man down the field. Now he's going to tuck it, and he's going to get out of bounds. He's going to lose a yard or two. But a good job there to not make a mistake. And unfortunately, the Minutemen will have to punt, but they at least get out of their own end zone here and maybe they can flip the field position.
2: Well, I thought he he had Mason Thomas up there in the slot. He ran a route right to the sticks. I thought he had him for a split second, but then the Worcester defender kind of recovered and was able to cover it up. And for the first time since Shelby, A.J. Young
1: back to punt. He'll stand on his own 20. Takes a great snap. Gets away a decent punt down the far sideline, but it's going to be caught and taken down the far sideline, and a nice hit by By Byrice. Tackle's made at the 39-yard line, and that was, I believe, Jackson Williams on the uh, return there for the Generals, who's also on the basketball team for Worcester. So, Worcester will have pretty good field position here to start this game at their own 39-yard line. And we'll see who comes out for the Generals to run this offense. And I believe it's going to be well, is it Drew Becker. Well, we got to see him, I believe, last year some in the game at Lexington. Becker will have five wide, three to the right, two to the left, in the shotgun. First and ten from the zone 39-yard line takes the snap, flings it out to the far sideline. It's caught. And that was McKee, Micah McKee out there. And he'll get about four or five yards, and he's tackled out of bounds.
2: That's what you have to do with Micah McKee. Just wrap him up and just make sure he can't break away because he's very explosive once he gets out into the open field. And they gave him a great
1: spot. They actually gave him seven yards. It's going to set up second and three from the forty-six. William, or excuse me, Becker will go in a pistol of his own now. Two to the right, one to the left. Takes the snap. He will give. And off the left side, Minutemen are going to bottle it up, and they might lose a yard. That was Gregory Adams in there with the carry. Several Minutemen, though, wrapped him up, and they gave him a yard. (laughs) My goodness. So already here at Worcester, they're – A little friendly with the spots. It's always one yard one way or the other. Third and two. Big play here for the Lex defense from the 47-yard line. Becker in the single back pistol this time with three right and one left. And try to get the minimum with the hard count there. They stayed strong. Adams stands right behind Becker. Third and two. Takes the snap. Becker back to pass. Looking near side. He's got his man. It's a first down on a little slant route there. And that was Carson Koblenz. And the Worcester Generals now across midfield with their first first down of the night. And they've got the ball at the Lexington 47-yard line as Becker comes over and gets the play call. Now he runs back into the huddle. And now the Generals break the huddle. They'll send two to the left one to the right. It's Micah McKee off to the right. Becker in the pistol, first and ten. From the Lex 47-yard line, takes the snap, fakes the give. He's back to pass. He's looking down the middle of the field, and it is broken up by Caden Eichler. A great defensive play. We saw that last week a few times.
2: And Eichler all over that one. Yeah, Caden was right over top. Played it perfectly. And
1: I would not doubt it, Nick, if uh, after that Shelby game, Coach Gerhardt took that personally, and the Lexington pass defense has looked infinitely better since that week two night. And especially last week and early on here this week, they look pretty good as this time they're going to give a little end around to Micah McKee, and he's going to lose a couple of yards. That's going to set up third and 13 as he's going to lose three back to midfield.
2: Well, like I was talking to you – Uh, Off the air, they're going to try a bunch of different ways to get McKee the ball, and Lex was ready for that end around right away. So here's a huge play for the Minutemen defense.
1: It's third and 13 from the 50-yard line. Worcester's going to send two to each side in the single back pistol. Becker with Adams right behind him. He's going to look over now and possibly get a new play here. Drew Becker takes the snap, fakes the give. He's going to throw a little slant route, and it's incomplete. Great defense again by Caden Eichler. It's going to set up fourth and 13.
2: And I like that. It was man coverage across the board. Lex actually came with a little, little bit there. of pressure there. Uh-huh. I mean, there was nobody over the top. He trusted, Coach Gerhard trusted his guys to lock up, and it paid off. Yeah, and the Minutemen were in there immediately on that.
1: So even if that pass had been caught, it was not going to be near a first down because Becker had to get it out of there so quickly. His receiver didn't even have time to get down to the sticks. So Worcester will punt here. Drew Rader will get away a spiraling punt, and a fair catch is called for by Scotty Roush, and a great fair catch is made at the 16-yard line. It's a pretty good punt by Rader. Yeah. Gets the Minutemen inside their own 20, but a good fair catch call by Roush and much better field position this time for the Minutemen to start their second drive of the night with 7.10 to go. First quarter, no score here at Follis Field. First, and I'll say this first quarter is moving pretty quickly. And last time we were here, Nick, the Minutemen really fought and had a great first half. The game got away from them, though, in the second half. Yep. And that's just what Worcester's depth year in and year out will do to you. You know, even if you've got the better starting lineup, they can wear you down. We'll see if the Minutemen can stay strong here throughout the night. They'll start this drive at their own 16. They've got one to the right, one to the left. Cole Polly in the single back pistol. Carson Barry back in there. As they'll send Hudson more in motion, pitch out to the left. Barry, he's to the 20. He's trying to get the edge. He's to the 23 and pushed out of bounds. And that'll be a gain of six. So a good gain there on first down. And the minute men. Staying ahead of the chains here. Which really they did on that first drive until they got out to their own 34 and then got a penalty. And that's where that drive kind of fell apart. As we've got a little breeze flowing around up here where we're at. Yeah. Might be able to hear that at home from time to time. Of course, we're like a mile up in the air here. It's a tight bunch here on the line for the Minutemen this time, and actually they're a little confused, I think, and Cole Paulie's going to take a timeout. I was going to say, Nick, I haven't seen that yeah. formation <laughs> this year yet. Something was not right. As they had everybody right up on the line, even the receivers. And then they tried to motion three people at once, and Cole was like, "This is not, uh, this is not how this is supposed to go. We better take a timeout." Seven oh five to go, first quarter, no score here at Worcester. We'll keep it right here as we welcome you in tonight, and glad you're here on FearTheVillage.com. Nick, I was thinking about this on the ride here. And I don't know if I want to admit to this, but in our years of covering Lexington, we have not seen them beat Worcester at a single sport in a single game. At all? We have not seen them beat Worcester in basketball or football in the time we've covered Lexington with FearTheVillage.com. So That's a hopefully crazy tonight's stat. our night. <laughs> yeah. As they're out of the timeout now in the pistol. Cole Pauly, second and four from the 23. He will give Carson Berry up the middle, and he's going to be stuffed. Maybe one, maybe. And we'll see. Yeah, they'll give him one, so that'll set up third and short. Got to get a first down here if you're the minute man early on. And if nothing else, keep that clock rolling. Make this a short game. That's how you beat Worcester. It's like I was saying, Nick, they've just got such tremendous depth you got to make it so depth is not a not a factor if you're not getting tired and you can run the clock down on them well that negates their their depth third and three big play here for the Minutemen offense they'll have two to the left one to the right Cole Polly in the single back pistol he takes the snap. He's gonna fake the give to Barry. He's gonna roll right. He's got his man. It's Baden Forup. He's to the 35-40. Down the far sideline. He's across midfield. Stays in bounds. He
2: might go all the way, Nick. He's to the 20. And he's gonna break a tackle and walk in. Touchdown, <laughs> Minutemen. Oh my goodness, he just tight the whole sideline. How did he stay in bounds? And it's that same play that they ran last week. It's the
1: Hudson-Moore play, but now to Baden-Forup. We just got to rename it.
2: Wow. 76 yards down the sideline. How
1: did he stay in bounds? I I kept waiting for a whistle. I'm not sure, yeah. And then even at the end, he broke a tackle and started walking. I've never seen anything like it. He walked the last five yards.
2: He was confident. (laughs)
1: what happened i i am unbelievable aj young knocks through the extra point i cannot believe what i just saw i cannot believe what i just saw
2: hey you'll take it hey that's that's a great nick if you watch
1: the tape from last week that's the one play play you don't let that happen and worcester just let it happen
2: yeah well, and they set it up, too. They just kept run, 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 and up. we're going to leak him out on that backside, side, little naked bootleg, and he's wide. There, I mean, there was no, there was nobody within 20 yards of him, even when he caught the ball. And then he just hit the Jets and took off.
1: I mean, I'm no expert on football film, but come on. You, you, if you watch the Mount Vernon film, <laughs> yeah, that's, the that's one all play. they did. That's the one play. It got to the point by the end last week. Cole was putting on a blindfold just to make things interesting.
2: <laughs> Un- I cannot believe that play just worked again. Well, I guess I mean when you got a run game as good as Lex does, I mean you have to respect it. That's 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 what makes that play so difficult. Like yeah, you, ha- you have to respect the run. It's third and short. You have to re- you have to respect it. Well, Lexington with a 7-0
1: lead, 6.07 to go in the first quarter. Unreal, and Cole Pauly now putting up Heisman-like numbers the last (laughs) few weeks. It's unreal. Kickoff goes to Micah McKee from the five. He's down the far sideline, out to the 20 now, and he's going to be ripped down by Hudson Moore, a great tackle there at the 22. And that's where Worcester will take over. How in the world did Baden Forup <laughs> stay in bounds? He is in the wrong line of work. He needs to go be in ballet or something. <laughs> How in the world did he tightrope that?
2: That was crazy. <laughs> even
1: after several, he took two or three hits.
2: Yeah, he did.
1: And stayed in Especially bounds. Especially
2: that, that last one when he's about at the 10 yard line was the one I thought, oh, he's going to head up out of bounds. Anyways, how long of a, a pass was 76. that? 76.
1: 76 yards for Cole Pauly to Baden-Forup. Is Worcester now going to take over? And Jackson Williams catches a pass out of the backfield. as he Well, he came out of the backfield and sort of ran a little curl route right into the middle of the field there and sat down and caught it and got four or five yards. Second and five coming up for the Generals. They'll go in the pistol. Three right, one left. Little hurry up look from Worcester. And this is similar to what we saw from Mount Vernon last week. They like to get up to the line, but then they kind of take their time setting the play up. As Becker takes the snap, flings it out near side, it's Williams again. And I think he got the first down as he, yep. again, he just kind of ran a little curl route, sat down, literally sat down, and caught the ball as he was going down to the ground.
2: Well, and Becker was looking Williams down the whole way.
1: So a first and 10 now for the Generals as they continue moving here into their own 34 yard line. They'll have three to the left, one to the right, Becker in the pistol, takes the snap. He will give, and Adams is gonna be stuffed. Gregory Adams right at the line of scrimmage. Great play there by the Minutemen, and was that Miller, I believe, Nick? Yeah, it was Breyer Miller in there, I think, and maybe Corbin Green was there to help in case. Second and ten coming up for Worcester. This time they'll huddle. And they've got the ball at their own 34-yard line. Minutemen men lead it early on here. Seven to zero. 4.30 to go first quarter. Becker in the pistol. He sends a man in motion from right to left. Takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking near side. He's got his man. It's McKee. And he caught it for a first down at the 46-yard line. And again, Nick. When Becker takes the snap and he's going to throw, he knows exactly where he's going and he does not look anywhere else. So if the Minutemen can key in on that, they might end up getting a pick here because he's not even looking anywhere other than where he's throwing. Well, in these left corners, they're playing seven yards deep. They'll take another quick snap again to McKee. And again, he's got a first down to the 42 now as they just keep snapping the ball and flinging it out to McKee. And now we'll see here as the game goes on if the Minutemen are going to start pressing up. But, of course, when you've got the lead, you can let them kind of run the clock down and dink and dime you down the field. As Becker takes the snap, he's back to pass. He's being rushed. And a couple of Minutemen got their hands on him, but he got out of there, and a nice open field almost tackle by By Byrice allowed a couple more Minutemen to come up and grab Becker. But thank goodness for Byrice to slow him down.
2: Yeah, he had some room to
1: run becker ended up getting three there second and seven coming up at the lex 39
2: yard line so yeah and it is interesting watching these corners from lex the whole secondary they're playing about eight yards off so i mean these little dink and dimes they're going to be there but the only problem that worries me is they're going to hit these and then they're going to look for the double move down the field yep
1: They've got McKee off to the left, two to the right in the pistol, and they'll give it to Adams, and he's going nowhere. Actually, he might lose a yard, and that's the strength of this Minutemen defense. We've been saying it since week one, Nick. You, you just It's so
2: hard to run the ball on this Lex Run defense. Well, they do such a good job of gang tackling. Once one Minuteman yep. gets there, they all fly to they the do. ball, and they wrap up now. Absolutely, I mean, they flock. That's going to set up
1: a huge third down here. Third and eight from the Lex 40.
2: And Lex showing that they're going to bring some pressure again. Becker with three to the
1: right, two to the left. He's in the pistol all by himself. Here we go. Third and eight. He sends a man in motion. He's going to fake a give. He's going to be back to pass. A little screen play set up for McKee. McKee breaks a tackle, and he's going to get out of there. He's to the 20. He's to the 15, cutting across near the... To the near side and in for a touchdown. I cannot believe he just got out of that many tackles, Nick. Yeah, that's what he does. Micah McKee making something out of nothing, and in fact.
2: I mean, I didn't, he, he didn't even really have any lead blockers out in front. No. He just kind of caught it that, and ran. He did all
1: that himself, and he actually broke a tackle. I didn't see who that was back here near the 30, but he got yeah. out of a tackle.
2: And how long was that? It was a 40-yard touchdown catch and run. And the extra point by
1: Raider is right down the middle. And with 2.23 to go in the first quarter, Worcester ties it back up, 7-all, here at Follis Field on fearthevillage.com.
4: com Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN
1: Radio.
0: This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to Minuteman Football on FearTheVillage.com.
1: Back here at Follis Field, where it is now a 7-7 ball game between the Worcester Generals and the Lexington Minutemen, as Drew Rader gets the ball up on the tee and set to kick it deep. Mount Vernon has a lead early on over Ashland, 15-7. Ashland in danger of going 0-5. What is going on over at Ashland? As the kick is a deep one over into the corner. It's gonna be taken by Carter Newman. He fumbles it and he picks it up at the 10. He's coming out to the 15, 20. He's all alone. He's to the 35, 40. He's coming near side to the 50. He's got one man to beat and the kicker gets him at the 38 yard line. And we've got a flag down way back at the 20 which I didn't see until just now, Nick, but the hole that opened up there for Carter Newman. And then Drew Rader, the kicker, laid a licking on him actually out here near the 40 yard line, but it's gonna be coming back. So that's unfortunate for the Minutemen because they were gonna have an extremely short field.
2: Oh, absolutely. I missed what the call was. I think it was was a hold, yeah. Which yeah. would make sense. And that was great effort from
1: Drew Raider out there to make the play. And Carter Newman dropped that ball at the five too, yeah, and it kind of, kind of bounced out in front of him towards the ten. He had to pick it up, and then the whole field was open.
2: Oh man, all the way back to the nine and a half.
1: Well, that's okay, uh. Nick. You know what we do here? We just play action bootleg to Hudson <laughs> yeah. Moore of Aiden Four. We'll take it ninety-one yards, yeah, exactly. no problem. <laughs> Oh, here we go. Minute men on their own nine. We'll have Caden Eichler off to the left. Mason Thomas in. Split off to the right. Two tight ends. Cole Pauly in the single back pistol. Takes the snap. He'll pitch it right side to Carson Berry. He's going to be hit almost immediately in the backfield, but somehow still scampers out for maybe a yard towards the far sideline. Man, you talk about a momentum changer. Carter Newman... I don't think I've seen a kickoff return open up the way that one did. There was nobody after about the 20-yard line except the kicker who was standing back past midfield. I've never seen a field open up that way. Yeah, it was impressive. Now, obviously, there was a penalty that helped. That might have been why. <laughs> My goodness, we've seen some interesting stuff tonight already. Second and nine from the well, the market at the eleven. Cole Pauly sends a man in motion. He's got one to the left and one to the right. Sends Carter Newman in motion now. They'll give it to him on an end around. He's coming near side. He's to the 10. He's going to fight and get out to the 15. Nice gain there on second down, but it's still going to set up a third and five here from the 15-yard line.
2: Yeah, I mean, this is manageable for Lex. They, they I know they like to run those little hitches right at the sticks. They're probably going to look for Caden in the slot, I'd imagine. Or, heck, they might even run the bootleg. You never know. Why not? I would just keep running it until
1: someone stop stops it. <laughs> it because nobody has shown any interest in guarding that bootleg. And I mean, to be honest with you, you've got two of the better targets for a play like that in Baden Forup and Hudson Moore. I mean,
2: Lex is going to have to hurry here to get the playoff.
1: And there's no chance they're yeah, going to get this playoff. They're going to have to call a timeout. Oh, and they do. Timeout Lexington. Well, there goes two timeouts in the first quarter. And that's been something the Minutemen have done this year is they've used those timeouts, and they've used them early. And tonight, no exception. As Nick mentioned, they all only have one timeout left, and we've still got a minute and 16 seconds to go here in the first quarter. 7-7. Minutemen struck first with a 76-yard touchdown pass from Cole Pauley to Baden Forup. And then on the ensuing drive, the uh, Generals got on the board with a 40-yard touchdown pass from Drew Becker to Micah McKee, 40 yards. And on both of those touchdown passes by either team, the receiver pretty much did all the work himself. Third and five, a huge play here for the Minutemen as they break the huddle. 1.16 to go first quarter. Third and five from their own 15-yard line. They'll have two to the left, one to the right. baden Forup comes in motion. Cole Polly in the single back pistol takes the snap. He's going to fake a give to Carson Berry. Rolls out, throws baden Forup, And they tried that little play there, the little bootleg play. And that time it goes nowhere. And somehow, Nick, they're going to give him a yard. Hey, I mean. <laughs> I, I don't even think he crossed the line of scrimmage, but we'll take that spot. Either way, it's going to be fourth and four. So, A.J. Young will come on to punt. He's standing back at his own three-yard line. Back deep to return is Jack Williams. That's a great punt by A.J. Young. This might go over the head of Williams. He's got to go all the way back and get it at the 34. He's bringing it near side to the 40. He's going to be gang-tackled by a bunch of minute men at about the 42-yard line. Great kick coverage and a Incredible punt for A.J. Young.
2: he had all the wind to his back right at the right
1: time, too. My goodness. Let me see if I can calculate in my head, Nick. That was a 50-yard punt. Well, the PA announcer said 47. That is not correct. He caught it at the 34 on the run Uh, back here. I
2: thought he caught it at the 38-ish. I thought maybe my eyes deceived me.
1: So he only had a four-yard return. I think he ran a little farther
2: than that. He ran backwards and came back up.
1: (laughs) So first and ten. They'll go five wide. The Generals have the football at their own 42. Three to the left, one to the right. Becker in the shotgun by himself. 23 seconds to go, first quarter. Becker takes the snap. He's going to fling it out, and he takes a shot as he gets the ball out of there, and it's caught. And out to about the 46 is going to be... Is that Jordan Marty out there? Yes. And it is Jordan Marty. Yeah, and His first catch of the night. Becker got four. He got drilled on that. I think that might have been Briar Miller flying in there to make that hit. That was a hit. And I think Worcester's going to go to quarter. And you're right, Nick. That's how the first quarter will end. So far, so good, though, for the Minutemen. They hang in there. And they keep it tied as we head into the second quarter here at Follis Field. It's 7-7, Generals and Minutemen on fearthevillage.com.
6: This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex.
1: Back here at Fallis Field where it is 7-7 after one quarter. Minutemen and Generals, both teams looking to uh, keep a zero in the OCC column and the loss column after tonight. Worcester hasn't played an OCC game yet, so they're looking to go 1-0, but the Minutemen looking to go 2-0 if they can get out of here with a win tonight. As They've already beaten Mount Vernon. Keep an eye on that OCC scoreboard for you as well as we move throughout the night. As Becker, actually we've got a new, uh, is that Micah McKee in there at quarterback? It is. He takes the snap. It's a little bit of a wildcat, and he's going to be bottled up by Hudson Moore right away, and he's hit pretty hard, and Hudson drags him down. McKee, though, still able to fall forward for a gain of two or three.
2: That's a big collision. Hudson flew in and filled that hole right away. Those are are two big guys running at each other.
1: So that'll set up a third down here, a big play, right at the uh, Worcester 48-yard line. will set up third and four. As Becker back in there at quarterback, he's going to go in the pistol. Three right, one to the left. Becker back to pass. He's going to look right, flings right, and it's almost picked off by Corbin Green right in the middle of the field, and he's got something to say <laughs> to Jack Williams.
2: Keeper. He usually does, you know.
1: So fourth and four, and it looks like Worcester's going to line up to go for it here.
2: Or at least try to draw Lex off sides.
1: Becker in the pistol with three to the right, one to the left, a hard count. Nobody jumps. Now he looks over. Now they're going to change things up a little bit. As Becker takes the snap, and he's going to punt it. And a nice wow. punt. And that's going to bounce and take a lex bounce, and it's going to be touchdown at about the 19 is where they should mark it, and they'll actually give him the 20.
2: Not a bad punt. 32-yard punt off the pooch.
1: Mansfield Sr. has not beaten Tiffin Columbian since 1922. Now they've only played four times. Since then, but it's true they haven't beat them in 99 years, and right now the senior high tigers are beating Tiffin Columbia in 17 to 13.
2: That stat's a little skewed. Hey, <laughs> it
1: happens. It's not like they haven't played each other. They that's played fair. each other recently. I that's think
2: that's fair. Yeah, the last couple of years. Uh,
1: Ashland still trailing Mount Vernon 15 to seven.
2: That's I mean, that's crazy to me. I mean, like you, like we keep saying, every week we just. When was the last time Ashland went 0-4? When was the last time Ashland starts 0-5? I mean, it's crazy.
1: And uh, Mount Vernon gets that win. That's just going to help Lexington's playoff point count even more as Lexington, we'll talk about that in a minute, they come out and they're ready to go. And they'll hand off on the first play of this drive and right up the middle and getting some good yards. Yards after contact as well, Nick, is uh, Carson Berry there. He's going to get about six yards on first down. But the Minutemen last week went from 16th in Division Three, Region 10, to winning against Mount Vernon, and they moved up to 10th in the region. They moved oh, up wow. six spots with one win last week because Ontario got a win a couple weeks ago. Mount Vernon's had a couple uh, – or they did have a win earlier in the year, and now if Mount Vernon wins again tonight and if – and Worcester's Division II as well. So this yeah. is big-time playoff points here. If Lexington gets out of here with a win tonight and Mount Vernon wins – You could be talking about a home game potentially in the playoffs after week five. As Cole Pauly takes the pistol snap, he'll give off the right side. Carson Berry's going to run out of room on the near sideline. He's going to get a yard maybe. that will set up a third and short again. Third and about two coming up for the Minutemen at
2: their own 28-yard line. Got to convert this right here. Can't give Wooster the ball back already as
1: Cohen Moore will come off the field, Baden Forup going to bring the play on the field. And I know it sounds crazy, Nick. It's, you know, cuz it's only week 5, but if Flex gets out of here with a win, you can start talking about the playoffs sure. with the new expansion and the way things are working. Get this, Nick. At 1 and f- 3, Mount Vernon's in the playoffs right now in their region. Division 2, Region 7. Third and two. Polly takes the pistol snap off the left side. Barry stumbles forward and I yes, think he I think might he got have got it by it. a half yard. He needed two. He got two yards and an inch. So a first down, Minutemen out to their own 31-yard line. Hey,
2: that's all you need. Just keep moving the chains, keep running the clock, and keep the ball out of Micah McKee's hands. 7-7. Seven, seven here at Fallis
1: Field in Worcester. Minutemen scored first. Worcester answered on the very next possession. And that's been the only action so far. As the Minutemen come out, first and ten at their own 31-yard line. They've got two split off to the right, Colpawley in the pistol. He's going to take the snap, fakes the give. He's back to pass. He's looking, and he throws, and it's batted at the line of scrimmage, and the ball falls straight to the ground. And I believe that was
2: Michael Howman-Williams. Well, that no, that doesn't normally happen with Cole. I mean, Cole being a taller kid, it's going to take a lot for him to get some of his passes batted down at the line. And that one did, and that was an incomplete pass,
1: obviously, so it stops the clock with 10.03 to go, second quarter. Minutemen have it second and ten. Scotty Roush will come off the sideline and bring in a new play here for the Minutemen. And they'll send Carter Newman and Roush off to the right. Caden Eichler splits off to the left in a single-back pistol. Cole Pauly takes the snap. He's looking. He's looking down the far sideline. He's got his man. It's Caden Eichler, and he runs right under it for a first down all the way down at the 35. A huge play for the Minutemen. Great catch by Caden Eichler.
2: Yeah, I mean, he had the defender draped on his back, and he was able to hold it the whole way down, too. He wasn't able to get it ripped out. So great hands from Eichler. They'll give him a good spot, too, to the 34-yard line.
1: And the Minutemen marching here with under 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Trying to get that lead back. They'll send Cohen Moore in now with a play. And Hudson Moore will come off, but he can't come off, can he? Can you break the huddle with 12? Well, now Hudson Moore's coming back on. Some confusion here. Minute men in the pistol. They'll give the ball. Carson Berry up the middle. He's going to fight to get a couple of yards here. And that was really yeah. weird. Hudson Moore tried to come off the field, and the coaches wouldn't let him. <laughs> but they had just broken the huddle, so I don't think at that point you can't make any substitutions. Well, they, they let it go. <laughs> that was really bizarre. Hudson's like, okay, coach, I'll stay on the field. And he went back in, and then they handed it off to Carson Perry <laughs> for a couple of yards. Oh, that was bizarre. Second and nine. Paulie in the pistol again with two off to the left. He'll send Carter Newman in motion. He will give it to Carson Perry, who's squeaking around, dancing around up the middle. And he did all that to get another two yards. it will set up third and long.
2: Now, because right now, unless you convert here, you're kind of in no man's land. Yeah. I mean, you have confidence in A.J. Probably from a few yards, probably five more yards in, you're confidently you can throw your field Which, goal kicker out at there. that point, though, you may as well go for, go for it. it. Right. right, exactly. So you're kinda, yeah, you kind of, yeah, you are stuck here. of a weird, you have to convert or it's four
1: down territory, basically. So Cole Pauly going to go in the single back pistol this time. He's got Roush off to the left, Mason Thomas and Carter Newman off to the right. He's actually got Caden Eichler in there to the slot left. He's back to pass, throws to Caden Eichler in the slot, and he caught it, and he'll get. That is an absolutely atrocious spot. <laughs> How in, What in the world was that spot by the referee on the far sideline? we are at the 28. Now, and one of the other referees came in and kind of cleaned up that spot a little bit. He gave him the 28, but my goodness.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, Lex has to go here. You got the wind against you. It's coming right in your face, so that wouldn't help at all. Yeah, they'll bring in what
1: looks to be more of a, I wouldn't say a jumbo package, but a little bit of a bigger lineup in now. They'll go two tight ends. They'll have Newman off to the left. Excuse me, Newman to the right, Eichler to the left, and the Minutemen jump there on the left side as I think Baden was trying to, Baden or Hudson over there on the left side was trying to get a little bit of a head start. So that's huge as it makes it fourth and nine now after it was going to be fourth and four.
2: And now you almost.
1: now you could consider just, punting. I yeah.
2: Mean, looks like the offense might stay again.
1: You know, honestly there, Nick, I thought we might see a shot deep. Yeah. That was just my gut feeling was down the, one of these sidelines because there was really no help, and the, the DBs were pushing so far up.
2: Well, it looks like Worcester. I mean, they want to man up across the board, really. I mean, they're not really playing a lot of zone. So they'll go
1: for it, fourth and nine. Paulie in the pistol with one left, one right. Takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He's going to try to run. He's going to be wrapped uh, up, though, and sacked. That's the last thing you want
2: to happen. Ugh.
1: And he's going to be sacked at the 37-yard line, a turnover on downs for the Minute Men. And I know what Cole saw there, but the little bit of room he had to run, that closed up real quick. As I know what he saw there, he, all the routes, I think, were coming to the right, so the left side of the field was wide open, but he just couldn't get past the defensive line there of the uh, the Worcester Generals. And... Now the Minutemen gonna have to fight here and play some defense, get the ball back. 7.09 to go, second quarter. It's tight at seven here at Worcester. On a beautiful night for football here in the middle of September. I mean, it is gorgeous. If you're not at a football game tonight, I really feel sorry for you. As Becker will have five wide, he takes the first down snap. He gets it to Jack Williams, who's hit by Caden Eichler, but the catch was made at the 43-yard line. So that'll be a gain of six right away for Worcester. Nice tackle, though, by Eichler. you would love to see one of these Minutemen DBs undercut one of those routes, though, and take it for a yeah. pick six. I mean, it's there for the taking. As Worcester will send three to the right, one to the left, and the pistol. Becker now going to look over and make sure the play is right. He's got Adams behind him. Second and four from the 43-yard line. Becker takes the snap this time, and he's going to throw it out of the backfield to Adams, and he's going to scamper down to about the 47. He's going to get the first down, I believe.
2: I think he's he's going to be right at the down marker. And it's just so funny because you see Hudson come up to make the play, and he literally just grabs dudes up top and just throws them down. He doesn't even <laughs> tackle them by the legs. I mean, he literally just grabs them up top and throws them to the ground. It's in, it's incredible. And they'll give him
1: the first down. Maybe. Oh, they already. Uh, oh, did they? Yeah, they already uh-huh. signaled. Oh yeah, just reset the game clock. So, first and ten now, Worcester out at their own 47. 6.20 to go, second quarter. Tied at seven. Becker's going to have a pistol look here. Two to the right, one to the left. He takes the snap. He's going to fake the give to Adams. Now he's going to roll right. He's got a man on him, and he's going to be sacked eventually back (laughs) at the 36s. It took him forever, but Dwyer got back in there and made the sack. It took him a minute.
2: I mean, Becker was trying to stay up on his feet. Becker
1: definitely wasn't getting out of there, but he just wasn't going down either. So it was kind of just taking Matt Dwyer a second there, but he did get him down. And a huge sack, a loss of seven, and that's just what the Minutemen needed back at the Worcester 40. I started to get a little worried there, yeah. Nick, but Minutemen were in there. they had uh, They had everything under control. Second and 17 from the 40. Becker takes the pistol snap. He's going to be pressured again. He's going to roll left this time. He flings it out of the backfield. Ooh. He's got his man to the 50 and ran out of bounds by Hudson Moore
2: at about the Lex 46. That was a good grab, too. It was kind of off his back shoulder. It kind of had yep. to turn just a little bit to be able to make the grab. And that was
1: Zach Harpster at the 48 is actually where they're going to mark him. Still across game. midfield, but it's going to set up third down. Third and six. Well, more like third and five, actually. Becker going to send three to the right, one to the left. He's got Adams behind him in the pistol. Huge play here for the Minutemen. Becker takes a high snap. He's back to pass. He's looking down the left side. He's got McKee, and McKee makes a nice move after the catch, and he's going to be drugged down by Hudson Moore as he tried to stiff arm him. That's not going to (laughs) work. But McKee gets down to about the 13-yard line. Yeah, you're not going to stiff-arm Hudson more. No. But a nice move after the catch there by Micah McKee. And a huge play on third down for the Worcester Generals.
2: Yeah, and Becker saw that matchup down, down, uh, down on the near side the whole way. I mean, Micah McKee just ran a little post route. That was all it was, nothing special.
1: So first and 10, Worcester in the red zone for the first time tonight, actually. And a timeout, Lex, they'll use their last one with 5.04 to go in the second quarter. We'll keep it right here. As the Minutemen trying to get something going defensively here as they defend their own end zone. And one thing Worcester has really not tried to do tonight, and I think they know better, is they really have not run the ball much, and when they have, they have not run it at all against this Minuteman defense. But again, the Minutemen just sort of letting Worcester have those little short passing routes, and Worcester making the most of it. And don't forget, too, Worcester will start with the ball in the second half. So, really, if you do give up a score here, if you're the Minutemen, you've got to get it right back before halftime. You cannot go in losing any of this momentum you've built here in the first half. As they've really kept Worcester pretty quiet for the most part. You don't want to let this one get out of control before halftime. So Micah McKee will come out this time in the shotgun. He's going to be the quarterback here. We'll see what he does. He's got three to the uh, right, two to the left. He sends a man in motion, takes the snap. He's going to fake a give. He's going to run up the middle, and he's bottled up right away. Might have got a yard. And that's only because the Minutemen pulled him forward one. Leighton
2: Nosa there with the hit. Yeah, I mean, that's been the backbone. That Lex run defense has been tough all year long. It's just when it's a couple big plays here and there in the passing game that are the difference. Second and nine, Becker from the 11
1: yard line. Minutemen men trying to stay strong here, defending their end zone. They'll send four to the right this time. Becker in the shotgun by himself with one to the left. Takes the snap, they're going to throw. Near side, what a catch by McKee. He's gonna catch it down at about the three or the four yard line, and he's forced out of bounds. And I still don't think he got the first down, but it's gonna be third and about a yard, and they can get a first down. Worcester has the ball on the four yard line. They can get a first down if they make it to about the two and a half. Actually the ball's on the three, so they need to get about a yard here, a little less than a yard for a first down. Huge play here, third and one. They're in the pistol, Becker takes the snap, he's gonna fake the give, he's gonna roll right, he's looking, he's gonna pump fake and run, and he's gonna get into the end zone. And several Minutemen are down. Three
2: Minutemen are down right there where the hit was made. Yeah, I think they all converged on each other.
1: I can't even see who it is, but there's just
2: Minutemen laying all over the field. As yeah, I saw Byrice was down, and he's back up and moving. I'm not sure who's running off right now. The trainer came in from about 50 yards out. He sprinted out. Yeah, so we do
1: have one minute man still down in the end zone. Initially there were three, but Worcester does get into the end zone there, a little three-yard run by quarterback Drew Becker. And now the minute men are going to have to find some way to answer, and that might be Caden Eichler over there, Nick. And just you don't want any more injuries for that kid
2: every year he's (laughs) just
1: perpetually injured and feel awful for him because he's such a special athlete and i still don't know for sure that it's him but it looks like a number one from here and uh he's walking off under his own power might have just got the wind knocked out of him there and Drew Rader will come on to attempt the extra point. So, men and men in danger here. You can't let this one slip away. You got to try to find some sort of answer here before halftime. Extra point by Rader. Both of his extra points have been right down the middle, but they seem to, he seems to be getting underneath them, and they're not the strongest kicks. But... They're getting there. He's two for two on the night, and Worcester leads at 14 to 7 on fearthevillage.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the life support team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the life support team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020.
2: This is former Minuteman Nick Leisure, class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington Football on fearthevillage.com.
1: Well, we'll see if Lexington can answer here, as Worcester just had a very nice drive. And actually, here in just a second, Nick will get you the drive summary, but a long drive there for the uh, Generals, and they punch it in with a three-yard touchdown run by Drew Becker, the quarterback, and Worcester now with a 14-7 lead as Drew Rader gets the ball up on the tee, and he's set to boot it down the field from right to left as we see it. And a great kick. This one's going to go through the end zone. That didn't even hit in the end zone. It went out of the back of the end zone. Great kick there by Drew Rader. And the Minutemen, after the touchback, will set things up at the 20-yard
2: line. It was an eight-play, 63-yard drive there for the Worcester Generals on the scoring play. (laughs) So,
1: Minutemen. Trying to come right back here and put an end to whatever momentum Worcester just built. And we'll see if they can do that quickly. 4.06 to go, second quarter. Cole Polly in the shotgun this time. Two to the left, two to the right. Takes the snap. He'll give. Carson Berry He's going to be hit at the line of scrimmage and pushed backwards. He might lose a yard or two.
2: They're going to say he lost three. Man,
1: that far line judge <laughs> is all over the place tonight on spotting the football. And that was a very generous Worcester spot. Well, Neikler's back in there. He's limping a little bit, but. So that'll set up second and 13. Second and 13 for the Minutemen at their own 17-yard line. Shotgun again, two left, two right. Cole Pauly back to pass. He's looking. He's looking down the near sideline, and it is tipped at the line of scrimmage and intercepted to the 20, to the 15, and tackled at the 15 is Michael Howman-Williams. And that ball was just deflected as Cole Pauly was going to go deep down the near sideline, but it never
2: really made it. And Cole is the one that flew out from the backfield to make the play. He ended up bringing him down.
1: As that's the second time tonight, Cole's had a pass tipped at the line of scrimmage, but that one, since he was trying to throw it so deep down the near sideline here, it had some momentum on it, and as soon as it got tipped, it went straight up in the air. Yeah. And now, Worcester has it at the Lex 15, and this is huge.
2: Yeah, especially with Worcester getting the ball after half
1: big turning point potentially here in the game is Becker in the pistol now. Takes the snap, back to pass, looking near sideline in the end zone, and bobbled, and incomplete. Micah McKee was out of bounds as he bobbled it out of bounds. It was there. He was open, and he really didn't have to bobble it. No, he he just mishandled it. Yeah, he kind of made that mistake on his own. Becker put that thing in the perfect spot. Man, that would have been a big play. Yeah. That was a gift for the Minutemen defense. See what they can do with it here. Second and ten. Worcester at the Lex 15-yard line. They'll send three to the right, one to the left. A.J. Young now out here guarding Micah McKee. As Becker takes the snap, he's going to look. Out of the backfield, it's Adams, and he drops it as he bobbled it out of the backfield. Two drop passes in a row, and now Worcester has it third and ten. Yep.
2: Yeah. Ben, don't break here. And I bet you A.J. is probably going to be mirroring wherever McKee goes now, probably the rest of the ballgame, I'd imagine. So this is a huge play. We may look back
1: on this play tonight after the game's over, Nick. As it's third and ten, Worcester at the Lex 15-yard line after just intercepting Cole Pauly. Becker. In the pistol with four wide. Takes the snap. He's back. He's being pressured, and he gets the pass out of there to Williams, and he's going to be down near a first down. It's going to be fourth down. He did pick up eight or nine, but it's going to set up fourth and about one, maybe two. Fourth and two it looks like they're going to give him.
2: And I bet you, yeah, that offense is going to stay out there.
1: The Minutemen were just a split second too slow as they got in there and hit Becker,
2: but he got the ball out. So a huge play. And you definitely can't jump here because you know that's going to be the first thing Worcester tries to do. They're going to try and get the Minutemen to draw. Fourth and two.
1: Worcester at the Lex seven-yard line. Becker in the pistol. He's got two to the right, two to the left. He's trying to get the Minutemen to jump, and they're going to run out of play clock here. They'll take a timeout. And we'll see if they reconsider and elect to kick the field goal or if they still want to go for it. After this timeout. Nick, you know what I've noticed here, especially down on the end that they're playing on? It's awfully dark down there. These lights really do not shine brightly. That is true. I've never the noticed end zone. that.
2: It is extremely dark in this north end zone. Yeah, and especially in the corners, especially. The center, the middle of the end zones are kind of lighter. But, yeah, this far end zone is definitely pretty dark. It's bizarre.
1: Well, and ideally, if the field is lit properly, you shouldn't have shadows the way you do. But if you look at all the players and the referees out here, they're everywhere. The shadows are going towards us, which leads me to believe this light pole down here to our left is something must be wrong, or maybe it's angled a weird way.
2: Huh? I've never noticed that.
1: So now, after the timeout, they will. Send on the field goal unit. So and this is going to be a 29-yard attempt for Drew Rader and the uh, Worcester Generals on the near hash. Snaps a good one. Ball is down, and the kick is a boomer. <laughs> he drilled that one. <laughs> so all things considered, though. That's a win. I mean. The Minutemen limit the damage after the interception, and with 2.12 to go in the second quarter, it is now Worcester seventeen and Lexington seven. And now Nick, with uh, two twelve to go here. I mean, obviously your answers are limited, but what do you
2: do if you're the Minutemen trying to get a score before half? I mean, you can't really run the ball because with without having any timeouts, really. I mean, you just kind of got to spread the field, and I, I'd look for these hitches. I mean, Worcester's kind of playing a little bit off as well. They've been trying Lex has been trying to do a lot of out routes and whatnot and they've been there but instead of making that throw so far just shorten the throws up and run some hitches get the get the defense loosened up and then try and go up over the top which has been there we've just I mean they hit with, they hit Eichler but the one with Newman it went right through his hands so I mean the deep ball is definitely there And last time Drew Raider kicked the ball off and kicked it
1: through the end zone i would like to see him kick it short here and give the Minutemen a chance for a return as this one's going to go also into the end zone. Another touchback for Drew Rader. So the Minutemen will take over at their own 20. Two twelve to go. Second quarter, they trail it 17-7. Worcester gets the football to start the second half. So Minutemen desperate for some points here before halftime. as the Minutemen come out, they'll send two to the left. Roush and Eichler off to the left. Mason Thomas and Carter Newman off to the right. Cole in the shotgun. He's got Carson Berry on his left hip. First and ten from the 20. Takes the snap, flings it out, far sideline. Caught by Roush. He's going to get out of bounds at about the 28-yard line, a gain of eight. And we saw that a few times last week at Mount Vernon. Roush very sure-handed over there on the sidelines. And a good play, get out of bounds, and they only burned a couple seconds there. Second and two. They'll send two to the left, two to the right again. Pauly in the shotgun this time, Carson Berry on his right hip. Takes the snap, back to pass, looking sideline, and it's through the hands of Caden Eichler as he ran a little out route there. And now it's third down, third and two. Now, if you're the minute man, you're in danger of uh, <laughs> giving Worcester the giving ball Worcester again. the ball back. you oh. got to get a first down here. They'll send two to the right, two to the left. Polly in the shotgun. Carson Berry on his right hip. Third and two takes the snap. Back to pass, looking near sideline. He's got Carter Newman, and it's right through his hands again. Right here on the near sideline. It would have been
2: plenty. Enough for a first down, but, and I almost thought Lex might have ran the ball there. I mean, third and two, you you gotta you have to get a couple. I almost thought they would have came out and run a power play or something, because now you stop the clock and Worcester still with two timeouts yeah. and two minutes.
1: So AJ Young will go back to his own 15 to punt this ball away. And Jack Williams for Worcester, standing back at his own 38-yard line. Now he'll back up a little bit more. Great snap. Decent punt by A.J. It's going to angle towards the far sideline, and actually that's going to be a little bit of a shorter punt, but it goes out about the 47. No return for Worcester there. And Worcester will take over. And Nick, I'm looking down here at the Worcester sideline. I love the coach that has the high dress socks up to his knees, but he's wearing dress shorts. Oh yikes! I never know. <laughs> that is, that's the look, man. It takes a real man to wear high dress socks with
2: shorts and dress shoes. Are those dress shoes? Or are they tennis shoes? I can't I tell, know, man. They. Because I man. they, they don't look, look like tennis shoes. They look kind of shiny to be tennis shoes.
1: I. Just at first glance, I thought he had a kilt on. That's what it looked like. It looked like he had, like, a kilt with the long Scottish socks. Yeah. As Becker back to pass, he's going to throw a screen play to Adams, who's out of the backfield, making moves all over the place, somehow gets down the far sideline. He's to the 30 and knocked out of bounds by Corbin Green. A huge play on first down, a gain of 23. Excuse me, make that about 24 as he was pushed out. At the 31, and my goodness. I mean, Lex had guys there. Yeah, he Gregory just... Adams just made everybody miss yeah. there out of the backfield. So a huge play for Worcester, and this game in danger of taking a sharp turn for the worse here. If you're the minute man, you have got to get a stop here if you're Lexington before halftime. Becker in the pistol, takes the snap. He's back. He's looking down the middle of the field. It's McKee. Hit him in stride to the 10, to the 5, and he's dragged down by A.J. Young and Scotty Roush. First and goal,
2: Worcester. Yeah, and Worcester trying to get to the line and punch it in here real quick. Becker
1: in this pistol already. He's got three to the left, one to the right. Minute 30 to go, second quarter. He's got Gregory Adams behind him. Becker takes a high snap. He's looking. He's looking far corner of the end zone, and it's through the end zone as he threw it over the head of Micah McKee. Great coverage by A.J. Young out there in the corner. And that, ball, that ball a good ten yards over McKee's head anyway. Second-and goal coming up for Worcester at, their, at the Lexington five-yard line. As Becker comes on with the play here. one eighteen to go, first half. Worcester leads it 17-7. Becker sends two to the right, two to the left. He's in the pistol with Adams behind him. Second and goal from the five. Sends a man in motion, takes the snap. He's going to roll right, and he's going to throw right, and there's Adams right there. It looked like Becker had nowhere to go with that, and I thought he was going to get sacked, and he got it out of there and... Adams was wide open on the goal line. And just like that, Nick, here in the last three minutes of this game, it's gone from a tie ball game to Worcester leading it 23 to seven with the extra point pending. I mean, Nick, just three game minutes ago, this was a tie ball game. Extra point by Drew Rader is good. And that makes it 24-7. Lexington has let the early lead they had, 7-0, slip into a major deficit now before halftime. As Worcester has scored 24 unanswered, it is 24-7 now with 1.13 to go in the first half. Try to get you some scores from around the OCC here. As somebody's mom brought out the cowbell tonight. Let's see if we can pull up some scores from around. The OCC, it is Ashland 20, Mount Vernon 15, West Holmes 26, Madison 7, and Tiffin Columbian has taken the lead back from Mansfield 20-17. to Good games in the OCC tonight. As Drew Rader has it up on the tee, he's going to kick it right to left.
2: Oh, he drills this
1: and one. And that'll be his Oof. third straight touchback, and the Minutemen will take over at their own 20.
2: Well, and at this point, I feel like you almost just kind of want to get to halftime. I mean, I hate to have that kind of a mentality, but you almost just kind of want to reset. And I mean, you run a couple plays now. If it's there, you take it, obviously. But you almost want to be safe, but you don't want to be like too conservative. You got to keep them, you got to keep the defense honest still. But Juan well, Worcester still with two timeouts. So even if Lex runs the ball, I, I'm sure Worcester will call those timeouts to try and get the ball back again. And we'll know in just a minute
1: as Lex sends two to the left, two to the right. Cole Polly going to start this drive in the shotgun, takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking near sideline, and Carter Newman was out there but hadn't turned around yet. And that ball was incomplete right down near the Worcester coach with the dress socks and the shorts. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm aware that he's there, my eye just can't get away from him. It's like, it's, it's like he's a magnet.
2: It's the look, man.
1: And my eyes are just going right there. Wish he'd come stand down here in the end zone, and maybe Lexington would break one. Second and ten. They'll send two to the left, two to the right again. Cole Polly in the shotgun with one on his left hip. Takes the snap. He'll give, and right up the middle is, I believe, Carson Berry.
2: Yep, and there's that timeout that we knew they would call.
1: So with 104 to go in the first half Worcester does use the second time out of the half they've got one left and when we come back it'll be well when the teams come back it'll be third and 10 but we will not go anywhere as I'll try to get you some more scores from around North Central Ohio here right here at Follis Field it's Worcester 24 Lexington seven. Galleon and Marion Harding tied at seven. It is Shelby, 35, Marion Pleasant, 14. Clear Fork leads River Valley 21-6. And no score from Ontario and Lakewood, which was a uh, not a game that was on the schedule at the start of the season. Ontario had to get a last-minute game on their schedule this week, and uh, they came up with Lakewood. What else do we have here? Winford all over Buckeye Central, 56 to nothing. That's a blowout in the first half. Northmore looking to go 5-0. They're ahead of Danville right now, 14 to 7. As the Minutemen back on the field here, third and 10. They'll have one to the left, two to the right. Paulie in the pistol. He takes the snap. He'll give off the left side, Carson Berry. He's to the 20, and I thought he had the edge there, but there was a defender I didn't see, Nick. And Carson might have gotten a yard. And did Worcester take that last time out, Nick, or did they? Well, the clock is stopped. Did they say he ran out of bounds? I guess so. Unbelievable. So they're going to say Carson ran out of bounds to stop the clock, and he got tackled out of bounds.
2: Well, now Worcester's got an extra timeout in their pocket.
1: It's been the far line judge all yeah, night. Yeah, he's been bad. Has, has really been confusing he's, to he's me. He's been pretty bad. That's huge because now Worcester still has a timeout and they've got 58 seconds left as A.J. Young takes a great stat from Nine Schwander and the punt is going to be fair caught at the 48 by Jack Williams. And Worcester has another chance to score here because they've still got 52 seconds left and a timeout, which. Shouldn't be. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that should not have happened. Really confused by that call. Uh, Mount Gilead leading Fredericktown 10-7. Crestview trying to go 5-0. They lead Monroeville 27-0. Plymouth Trails Western Reserve 20-14. We'll get you some more in a minute as Worcester's on the field as Drew Becker and the pistol from their own 48-yard line. 52 seconds left in the first half. Becker's got three to the left, one to the right. He's got Gregory Adams behind him. Takes the snap, back to pass. He's looking. He's going to run near side. He's going to fling it down the left side, and it is almost picked off by Caden Eichler. He just couldn't come down with it. But another great defensive play by Caden Eichler down on this near sideline.
2: Yeah, he thought he had Harpster down there, but like you said, Eichler with the great pass breakup. He's been all over the place tonight.
1: Lucas trailing Lakewood 13 to 7. And Tiffin Columbian now has opened up a 10-point lead on senior high, 27-17. Second and 10, Becker in the pistol takes the snap. He's back. He's looking down the middle of the field. He's got Micah McKee in stride, 25, and tackled at the 24.
2: And I bet you they're going to get 15 more because I think they're going to get Baden with the roughing the passer.
1: And it was unbelievable. So the the play ended up at the 24, so this will be half the distance to the goal. This will put Worcester on the Lex 12-yard line with 38 seconds left. And Nick with five minutes to go in the second quarter, it was 7-7. And in five minutes, Worcester <laughs> may go into halftime with a 31-7 lead here if they can get in the end zone again. And this second the really the end of this second quarter has just been a nightmare for the Minutemen. And it was a roughing the passer on that last play, so by the time it's all said and done, just like I said, Worcester will have the ball at the Lex 12. Man. And Worcester gets the ball to start the second half. <sighs> I know we've mentioned that a billion times, but it seems like this second quarter's taking forever. I just want to keep everyone informed in case you're just tuning in. Becker and the pistol. 38 seconds to go, second quarter. First and ten from the 12-yard line takes the snap. He's looking, middle of the field, in the end zone. He's got Micah McKee for a touchdown as A.J. Young slipped. And Worcester has opened up a lead here of 23 points and possibly 24 with the extra point by Raider pending. Pending. I mean, Nick, this game was just tied at seven.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It is crazy what can happen in 12 minutes.
1: Raiders extra point is up, and it is good. 31-7. to Worcester leads it by 24, and they've scored all of those unanswered. Lexington scored first tonight.
2: Yeah, it was 7-7 at the end of one. 24 points for Worcester here in the third in the second quarter alone
1: so there's still 33 seconds left here in the second quarter. And Drew Rader has been kicking touchbacks the entire second quarter. So I don't anticipate Lex getting a chance to return this one. And in fact, in high school, you can't bring it out of the end zone. So with Drew Rader's leg, I mean, I don't know how he ever lets anyone return a kick, but Lexington was able to return a couple there in the first quarter but not here in the second quarter as Raider runs up and boots it right to left. It's a low squibber, or it's a low line drive, I should say, but it still gets into the end zone and rolls out of the back of the end zone. So Lexington most likely here will run the ball and get into halftime, hopefully with no more damage done. It is now 31-7 to just like that. I mean, this this has been unbelievable. And it's all happened in the last five game minutes. With five minutes to go in the second quarter, this game was tied at seven. And we're going to go into halftime with a 31-7 score. So Cole Polley will come out in the pistol. One to the left, one to the right. From the 20-yard line, takes the snap. He'll give. Barry off the left side. Carson Barry to the 20, to the 25, out on the far sideline. And he runs out of bounds.
2: And that'll stop the clock, which is... They only gave him a gain of three on that. And they did stop the clock again well there's the clock it just they just turned it back on well now they stopped it again
1: <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the clock operator but they need to decide what they're doing with the clock here 24 seconds now three seconds rain off the clock randomly there Holly in the pistol again he'll give Carson Berry up the middle this time he's through a hole and he's going to get a first have been down. A horse collar And, of course, it's not. First down for Carson there, though. Twenty seconds left here in the second quarter. And now they run the clock. This might be the last play for the Minutemen this quarter, if they even run one. Eight seconds left. They'll send one to the left, one to the right. Polly in the pistol, takes the snap, he'll give. Carson Berry up the middle, trying to fight through a hole. He's to the 40, and he's to the 42, and that is it. And that'll be the end of the first half. As for a while there, I thought we were going into halftime tied, but I was wrong. <laughs> At the end of one half, it is Worcester 31 Lexington 7. When we come back, we'll get you scores from around north central Ohio. We'll have stats from the first half, and we'll have Knicks keys to the second half. And uh, hopefully, hopefully the Minutemen can find a way back in this ballgame and make this thing interesting. After one half here on fearthevillage.com, it's Worcester 31 and Lexington 7.
4: Vsbnradio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNradio.com.
3: Do you want to be stylish? Keep up with the trends? Do you find it a hassle to shop in-store and want the convenience of shopping online? Well, we've got the place for you. A Material Girl Clothing Boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes. Go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience. A Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Uniforms on fearthevillage.com.
7: Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts.
4: Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget, but the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house, don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker, Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in north central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699 or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end. To make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com
1: This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN radio and high school football.
8: Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the president and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020.
6: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on vspnradio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on vspnradio.com.
4: BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN
1: Radio.
0: This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman football on fearthevillage.com.
1: Halftime here at Fallis Field in Worcester where the Generals have a commanding lead, 31-7 over the Lexington Minutemen. Hi, everybody. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier with you. And uh, not the first half you wanted to see if you were the Minutemen. Really, not not, uh, most of the first half was the first half you wanted to see if you're the Minutemen. It was really just the last five minutes there of the second quarter that got away from the Minutemen. It was tied midway through the second quarter and now here we are, 31-7, to just like that. And uh, Nick can tell you just how it happened there in the first half.
2: Yeah, it was really just a tale of two quarters, really. I mean, uh, first quarter, Lex comes out with the long strike, the 76-yard touchdown pass to Baden-Four from Cole Pauly. Uh, defense was playing tough. They looked good in that first quarter. Uh, later in the second quarter, about 2 minutes, 23 seconds left to go in the first quarter. Uh, Becker connected with Micah McKee on the 40-yard well, they called it a wide receiver screen, but really Micah just kind of caught the ball out in space and took off. And then both teams went scoreless till about 4.06 left in the second quarter when uh, Drew Becker ran in for three-yard touchdown. And then it was all Worcester uh, from then on out. Uh, Lex just could not get a first down, could not move the ball. I mean, they really were going three and out in a punt. So then Worcester... Continued to score. They, they, they scored again. Went up 17-7 with 2:12 left in the uh, second quarter. Uh, Drew Rader hit a 24-yard field goal. Uh, then less than a minute later, Becker connects again with Gregory Adams for a 5-yard touchdown pass. And literally 40 seconds later, Becker Becker again connects with Micah McKee for a 12-yard strike to put the, the score at 31-7. Which is where we are at halftime. Uh, total offense here: the minimum, 192 yards of total offense. I mean, they were, uh, most of that was in that first quarter. That I believe they had 120 of those in the first quarter, uh, compared to Worcester's 260. But the but here's the big stat that kind of blew my mind: Worcester has 261 yards of passing offense, 19 to of 26 for three touchdowns. They have negative one rushing yards on nine attempts. So Lex really, like we keep saying, they locked down that run, but it's just been tough through the air. Lex is getting pressure too. Becker's been hit a couple times. He's been sacked a couple times, but they can just not bring him down when they need to make a play. Uh, Cole Polly, 5 of 11, 122 yards, a touchdown, and he had the one interception uh, that was tipped at the line of scrimmage and this. Fell right to a Worcester general. Uh, Lex has 70 yards, rushing on 21 attempts. Uh, But, I mean, once again, Lex with one turnover. But really, there hasn't been a lot of penalties either way. Lex with two penalties, but the one big one was the big roughing the passer that put uh, Worcester uh, within the 15-yard line, and they were able to punch it in on the very next play. Uh, Lex with six first downs compared to Worcester's 13. Uh... Let me see here. Yeah, Carson Berry, 15 carries, 53 yards. So I mean, he's doing well. He's almost averaging four a run. Uh, he's just been bottled up here as of late. Uh, and like I said, the the Worcester Generals rushing attack is non-existent. But through the air, Mike McKee, nine catches, 181 yards and two touchdowns. Gregory Adams with three catches for 33 yards and a touchdown. And uh, Jackson Williams with four catches for 25 yards, and then Harpster with the one catch for 12 yards. Uh, Baden Forp, two receptions, 76 yards, and had the big touchdown. So he has two catches, but one with, there was only one for positive yardage. Uh, Caden Eichler, two catches, 38 yards, had the nice strike down the field, but they really haven't been able to get Carter Newman the ball yet. They missed him deep. It kind of fell right through his hands in the first quarter. But I mean, other than that, it's just been—it's been tough. That second quarter was just, uh, like, like Corey said, it was really midway through that second quarter, and then that's when all the action happened. Worcester scored 24 points in less, less than half a quarter. I mean, it was insane. So the turnover didn't help. But then, I mean, they were just making plays down the field and stretching Lex vertically has really been the problem. 31
1: to seven, Worcester with a lead here at home. Take a look at some scores from around the area right now in the OCC. Ashland leading Mount Vernon now, 22-15. Mount Vernon was ahead most of the first half there. But uh, Ashland has come back to take a lead. Uh, West Holmes all over Madison. That game is actually being played at Madison. For whatever reason, I thought it was at West Holmes tonight, but I was wrong. Uh, But at Madison, it is 33-7. West Holmes on top. And then out at Tiffin Columbian, the Tornadoes. Excuse me, have a 27-17 uh, uh, lead over the Mansfield Senior Tigers. It is Shelby, 35, Marion Pleasant, 14. Galleon and Marion Harding tied at 7. Clear Fork, 21, River Valley, 6, and still no score from that uh, Ontario game. Uh, Colonel Crawford leads Upper Sandusky, 26-13. It's Carey, 42, Mohawk 7. Winford 56, Buckeye Central 8, and Seneca East 21, Bucyrus 14. In the KMAC, Highland 17, Centerburg 0, Northmore 14, Danville 7, East Knox 14, uh, Canaton Valley 8. It is, uh, I don't know if this is... Uh, 0-0 zero, zero score. If there's, I can't imagine East Knox is being shut out by Cardington right now, so I'm assuming just no score being reported there quite yet. Uh, and then you've got Frederictown and Mount Gilead tied at 10. And the Firelands Conference, Crestview, looking to go 5-0. They're up 34-0 over Monroeville. It's Western Reserve 20, Plymouth 14. Dayton Christian trailing South Central 8-7. A couple of other scores of note. Hillsdale trailing Norway 28-7. It's Bishop Hartley, 27. Norwalk, 0. Uh, Triway, 30. Cuyahoga Valley Christian, 0. Uh, Loudonville trails Manchester, 14 to nothing. It's Bellevue, 27. Start, 7. Marion Elgin trails Waynesfield Goshen, 42 to 14. Uh, Clyde, 48. Scott, 0. St. Vincent, St. Mary, 28, Sandusky, 6. And let's see here, Huron and Perkins tied at 14. And we do have one more score here. Lucas trailing Lakewood, 13-7. to seven. As Coach Hammy, listening from home tonight, didn't make the trip to Worcester. And he said uh, he thinks the East Knox game may have been canceled. So we'll have to check in on that for you. Here at Follis Field, it's Worcester, 31, Lexington, 7. We'll have second half action when we come back on FearTheVillage.com.
4: VSBNRadio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram varsity sports broadcasting network your source for sports in north central ohio online at vsbnradio.com
3: do you want to be stylish keep up with the trends do you find it a hassle to shop in store and want the convenience of shopping online well we've got the place for you a material girl clothing boutique offers a wide variety of clothing for all shapes and sizes go to fashionbyamg.com for your convenient shopping experience a Material Girl is a proud sponsor of Lexington Minutemen Uniforms on fearthevillage.com.
7: Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts.
4: Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget. But the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offers, selling your old house – Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699 or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors, working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com.
1: This message brought to you by Life Support Team, a proud supporter of VSBN Radio and high school football.
8: Hey, this is Tom Durbin, the President and CEO of the Life Support Team. Our company provides emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Our paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. That's 419-522-2020.
6: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on vspnradio.com.
4: BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in Dow, Downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. proud to be the presenting sponsor on vsBN
1: radio
0: this is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt and you're listening to Minuteman football on fearthevillage.com
1: well the band of gold is uh, done with their halftime performance right now the Worcester generals marching band out there on the field and they show no signs of stopping as they're uh, doing a tribute. For whatever reason to pink I don't know if you're a big fan of pink Nick but uh, if you are this is your halftime show
2: I mean I'll rock out to it why not because it is all it is just uh, awful in every way <laughs>
1: that's why not right. the band but I pink. Say the
2: bog they present it
1: well uh, anyways they uh, the uh, Worcester generals band shows no signs of rocking out to the the great halftime performance they're putting on to pink. So uh, we'll take one quick final break, and we'll be back with second half action on fearthevillage.com.
4: VSBNradio.com is your home for live scores, updated standings, and archived broadcasts in case you miss even one single second of the action. For exclusive content from the game, like us on Facebook at VSBN Radio. And while you're at it, follow us at VSBN Radio on Twitter and Instagram. Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network, your source for sports in North Central Ohio. Online at VSBNradio.com.
7: Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts.
1: Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020.
6: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on vspnradio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on vspnradio.com.
4: BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio.
2: This is former Minuteman Nick laser class of 2014, and you're listening to Lexington football on fearthevillage.com.
1: Well, we're nearing finally the end of what seems to be the longest halftime show of all time. <laughs> Not that it was a bad one. It just seems like this halftime is dragging along as the Worcester Generals lead the Lexington Minutemen 31-7. to Worcester will get the ball to start the second half. Corey Durbin, Nick Lazier back with you here. High above Follis Field, and Nick... What do you do in the second half if you're the Minutemen to get back in this ball game and at least uh, make Worcester sweat a
2: little bit? Well, I mean, it's hard to say because really, to open the game, the run game was looking decent, and then Worcester kind of, kind of, they kind of keyed on that, and then then Lex kind of had to get behind the sticks a little bit. They started throwing the ball a little bit, but I mean, then there's a couple deflected passes at the line of scrimmage. There's a, I mean, a couple. There was a tip ball that led, led to a turnover, a couple of penalties. I mean, really, you, Lex has just got to come out and just keep fighting in this second half. I really, I'm I, i, I I'm not really sure what Coach Gerhardt would go tell his guys other than we just got to keep fighting, guys. I mean, it's 31-7, but I guess a, a bright spot is that Worcester did it in less than five minutes. So, I mean, really, what? why can't Lex come out and, do some of the same thing I mean just got to get comfortable pushing the ball vertically down the field a little bit kind of got to loosen up that defense and then I mean we really haven't seen Carson Barry rip one yet I mean Worcester's done a good job containing him so far in the first half but I mean Carson has the ability to if he sees a hole he can take off and go so I mean really look I'd imagine Lex will probably come out and switch up the looks a little bit on defense maybe maybe make some adjustments in the secondary maybe Go a little bit more uh, man coverage. I mean, I understand if we try to go out and press, it can make it a little bit more difficult. But you, you got to figure, you got to try something different. I mean, playing five, eight yards deep off the ball is just—it's—it's it's too soft and it's giving Worcester those easy pitch and catches. And then they're hitting us deep because we got to try and come up and make a play. So I, it's just—it's a, it, a tough assignment for these for these Lexington Minutemen coming out here in the second half, but i mean i, I think I really think the message is you just gotta keep fighting, keep trying to remain positive uh and just kind of, kind of come out of here and just kind of put some points up here get a three if you can get a three out three and out here well on defense and come out and score I mean momentum could make a big swing and that's what Lex <coughs> excuse
1: me is hoping for to start this second half defensively is. They hope to get out and get a big stop. And Nick, if I'm correct, didn't Kevin Grimm have a pick six here last time we were here? Yeah, he
2: had the one-handed pick six where he just kind of threw his paw up there. He did.
1: So a lot of big big plays last time we were here. A couple of long Alex Green touchdowns and Kevin Grimm pick six. I believe we even had an A.J. Young field goal last time we were here, and that was back when A.J. was a freshman. As both teams are warming up here, we've got about 45 seconds left until second-half kickoff. Still an incredibly beautiful night here at Follis Field. Even as the night has gone on, it has really not gotten much uh chillier at all. I mean, it's just as beautiful as when we kicked off. It's just dark now. Yeah, not much change in the temperature, really. And now if you're the minute man, you've really been in this position one time this year, and it was at Shelby. Where you were down, it was kind of a on the verge of a running clock blowout scenario, and at Shelby, the the uh, Minute Men were able to kind of fight back and make it interesting. And for a moment there, it looked like they were going to cut that lead to single digits at Shelby. Even by the end, and we'll see. I'm sure the Minute Men are going to fight and do everything they can to get back into this one. But it would be it would be great to see them get back into this one in a meaningful way, where. You could possibly salvage a win here. I mean, it's, it's, it is always great when you are down by that 30-plus running clock margin and you can fight your way back like they did at Shelby and make it a respectable score. That's always a fantastic result uh, to see a team fight back that way. But the Minutemen have got to try to fight back in this game not just for pride, but for a win. As for basically eighteen of the first twenty-four minutes, Lexington showed they can hang with Worcester. They were right in this ballgame. Everything was going great for the Minutemen. It was just about a five or a six minute period there at the end of the first half where this thing got away from them. And you really don't want to don't want to leave here tonight feeling like You let one slip away. Because in my opinion, that's what the Minutemen so far have done tonight. They've kind of let this one slip away. It's not that Worcester's that much of a better team by any means. Lexington's just had a few. They've had a few tough breaks. They've had a few mistakes that they've inflicted on themselves as well. And it's just been the perfect storm of things not going their way. As A.J. Young has it. Up on the tee. He's going to kick it right to left to start the second half. And it's going to be a short kick. Returned out to the 15 to the 20. And coming across the field and nailed his Harpster there. And Zach Harpster ends up at the 25-yard line. A return of about 12 or 13 yards there. And Worcester will take over to start the second half at their own 25-yard line. Glad to have you along with us tonight here on FearTheVillage.com, And hopefully we are in for a heck of a comeback tonight. And it would be one for the ages if the Minutemen can get it done. As Becker starts the second half in the pistol. Three left, one right. He's got Adams lined up right behind him. First and ten from the 25-yard line. Becker takes the snap, gives. Adams off the left side. He's going to be bottled up, and he's only going to get a yard or two, and that's only because he managed to fall forward. (laughs) And we do have a Worcester player down here already on the first play of the half. It was a lineman. He's already up, though, but the trainer had come out onto the field already, so he's going to have to come off, and that was – Big number 77. Braden Homesser. Had to look all the way down the roster there for number 77. So, second and seven. They'll actually give Adams a gain of three on that first carry. As we just started the third quarter here at Follis Field. And now Becker has him out, three wide right, two left, and the shotgun takes the snap. He's back, throws. Williams caught it, a little curl route to the 35. It's going to be enough for a first down, a gain of eight. And that's a play we saw several times in that first half. Williams just sits right there in that slot, runs about seven or eight yards, turns around, sits down, and it's right there. First and 10, Worcester at their own 36-yard line. Back to the pistol now. Becker with three wide to the left, one to the right. He's got Adams lined up right behind him. Minute men need a stop, and they need it in a hurry. Becker takes the snap. He'll give, and Adams is going to be crushed by three minute men. Five yards into the backfield. Leighton Nosa was in there. Hudson Moore was in there. There was a third one. I didn't see who it was, but there were definitely three Minutemen in there. Maybe Corbin Green. I
2: yeah, He got blew maybe up Aiden in a Nickel. hurry.
1: <laughs> of course, forward progress is only going to result in a loss of three, but my goodness, he got tackled six yards behind the line there. Well,
2: and Becker almost didn't even get the handoff off.
1: Great play for the Minutemen. To start that fresh set of downs, it's going to set up second and 13. In the shotgun, Becker back to pass, and the ball's deflected, and it's picked off by Leighton Nosa, and he's gonna fumble it as he fell to the ground. And I think the Minutemen might
2: have gotten back on it, Nick. Oh my goodness, the one And they're gonna say tough. it's Worcester
1: ball, but I thought the
2: Minutemen got back in there on I it. I thought so too. So that'll be a fresh set of downs then.
1: Well, who has the football? Who Well, and Leighton looks like he – so Leighton-Nosa deflected the pass. It went up in the air. He intercepted it, but then as he was falling to the ground, the ball got ripped out, and Worcester took it back. And Nick is right. It's going to be a fresh set of downs for Worcester. What a tough break for the Minutemen. And just a great defensive play for Leighton. But as he's going to his back, one of the generals stuck his arm in there and popped the ball loose. So technically there was a change of possession. And the ball goes back to Worcester.
2: <laughs> tough break.
1: And that just pretty much sums up this night for the Minute Men. You think they're finally going to get a break here.
2: Well, now there's a – oh, inadvertent – okay.
1: And Worcester, Worcester took a timeout there after all the commotion and excitement. But, oh, what a tough break for Leighton Nose as he technically does get an interception in yeah. the scorebooks, but he also now has a lost fumble.
2: That Jeez. doesn't happen every day. Well, It's just, it's just unfortunate because there was the change of possession, so it's in, now it's a fresh set of downs. First and ten, like nothing happened. And Leighton
1: didn't even have a chance to – it's not that he was trying to run that for a touchdown. Oh, no, no way. I mean, he, he caught the ball, and before he could even move, somebody had ripped it out of his hands already. As Becker back out there in the pistol, takes the snap, flings it. He's got Micah McKee at the 50. Of course. And it's first down and 10. Minutemen. Just trying to get the ball back here to start the second half. It feels like that to end the first half there, it just seems like Lexington just didn't have the ball. First and 10. Last play was a gain of 24. Becker in the pistol again. Three to the left, one to the right. Takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. He's going to throw to Adams in the backfield, and he's going to be brought down for a loss here. And that was baden up in on that tackle, I think, as yeah Adams caught that ball. It really wasn't a designed screenplay, but Adams just kind of came out of the backfield like it was, and, Caught the ball, and Baden was right there, a loss of two.
2: And it almost like Baden could have almost probably jumped in front of it and made a play but because he was just kind of waiting for him as soon as he caught it. Second and 12 now. Worcester back on their own side of the field
1: at the 48-yard line. Becker in the pistol. He takes the snap. He's looking. He's looking. He's got Williams, and it's right through his hands. And incomplete,
2: and Corbin Green. <laughs> he laid a lick on him. That was that was close. That was that was borderline late hit. If the ref was feeling like it was unnecessary, he could have thrown that flag real easily.
1: So a huge play here for the Minutemen defense. Third and twelve. Worcester has the ball on their own forty eight yard line. And Becker has him out in the pistol. Three to the left, one to the right, takes the snap. He's going to load up again. He's going down the middle of the field, and it is picked off by Cohen Moore. He's at the 25. He's at the 27, and he's brought down a great defensive play. Two interceptions (laughs) technically already here to start the second half for the Minutemen. Cohen Moore with his first pick of the
2: season. And Lex did a great job. Had Cohen Moore sliding underneath. Had AJ Young over the top. They doubled doubled Mike and McKee, but they thought he could get Becker thought he could get it up over the top, and Cohen Moore to slid underneath, picked it off. And needless to say, that was not the best throw of the night by no. Becker. He
1: did not put enough on that thing, and it kind of wobbled out of there. But he'll take it. Cohen Moore stays home and gets the pick, and now we'll see if the Minutemen can score. They got to do it in a hurry here. There's just. Already four minutes off the clock here in the third quarter. As Paulie in the pistol gives up the middle and squeaking through for a gain of five is Carson Berry on first down. A good carry there. And actually they'll give him six second and four coming up for the Minutemen.
2: And Lex really needs to probably pick up the tempo here a little bit. Kind of if they can get if they can get away from going into the huddles, just kind of get the plays in and let's roll. And they do need to
1: score in a hurry. They Likely, they need to get this lead cut down to 10 probably before the end of the quarter here if they want to have a shot to win this game. Cole Pauly in the pistol again. Two to the left, one to the right. Takes the snap. He'll give off the left side. Carson Berry making a move. He's through a hole. He's over the 40, and he has a first down, a gain of five. And just for a second here, that'll stop the clock. Actually give him the 41, Nick. Yeah. Two good runs there from Carson, back-to-back. Back. Under eight minutes to go, third quarter. Minutemen need to score quickly here. They'll send Crago off to the right, Newman off to the left. Cole Polly in the pistol, first and ten from the 41. He takes the snap. He fakes the give. He's going to roll right. He's looking, and he throws, and it is incomplete. He was looking for baden four up there His that was definitely a flood route. Everybody was heading to the right side there. and yep. He had Hudson Moore guarded. And then down the far sideline, I think that was Crago guarded. So he elected to go right in between Moore and Crago and went for Baden, who was also guarded, but probably the best option at the time. And pass was tipped away. Second and ten. Men at men at their own 41-yard line. They'll send Roush to the left now. One man to the right. Paulie takes the pistol snap. They'll give Carson Berry off the left side. He's trying to bounce outside. He does. 45-50. Down the near sideline. 45-40. He's to the 30, and he's pushed out of bounds. A great run by Carson. There we go.
2: That's the one you're waiting on. He just hasn't been able to find space like that on the edge. He was able to bust it all the way outside to the left-hand side and pick up a good gain. Great gain there for Carson. Need more of that. Yeah, gain of 27.
1: And he's been trying to get that edge all night, Nick, yeah. and that's really the first time he's been able to. And you see why. Worcester's really tried to not let him have that edge. He can get down the sideline so quick on you. First and 10. Minute men at the Worcester 32 yard line. Paulie in the pistol. Two left, one right. Takes the snap. Give. Carson Berry off the right side. 30. He's to the 25 through a whole 20. And he's down to the 16 yard line. Another first down. Carson Berry has come alive here in the third quarter.
2: And yeah, keep those legs turning.
1: And now the Minuteman in the red zone. And just like I said, Nick, they're doing it quickly. This drive hasn't even been a minute long yet. I think this is the first time Lex has been in the red zone. Uh, and you would be right. Their first touchdown was 76 yards. They'll send two to the left, one to the right, Paulie in the pistol. He'll give Carson Berry again, this time off the left side, and this time Worcester in there, and they'll get him for no gain. Second and ten coming up. Got a score here if you're the minute men. And then Nick, I mean, it's early, but I'm I'm looking ahead here. You'd probably go for two. You just start going for two now if you can get into the end zone here down by 24. That's three touchdowns and three extra uh three two-point conversions. Pauly in the pistol, one split off to the right, one left. Second and 10 and Minutemen move off the right side there. It's going to be a false start. And it looked like Braden Buchanan off the right side over there in the big senior. Might have been paid in up though, too. I Well, they didn't even give a number when they called it, but a couple of minute men moved off the right side there. So second and 15. They'll bring out Mason Thomas in the slot right with Carter Newman. Off to the left is Craigo and Roush. Cole Pauly in the single back pistol, second and 15. Takes the snap, back to pass. He's looking, a little screen play. Carson Berry catches 20. He's to the 15, gets out of a tackle, 10. And he slides down at the 10. As he just got ankle tackled, or he was gone. But a great gain there on second and long. That'll set up third and manageable. Gain of about nine. It'll set up third and six. And actually, Nick, they'll give him the... Now, what do you say? Third and six, third and five.
2: Third and five and a half. All right, the ball's <laughs> on
1: the 11-yard line. they got to get to the 6. So Actually, we'll call it 3rd and 5 here. I was right the first time. They'll send Craigo off to the left, Newman off to the right. Cole Polly in the pistol with Carson Berry and Hudson Moore takes the snap. Give Carson Berry off the right side, and he's hit and brought down. Maybe got a yard, and now that sets up 4th down. They're going to send the field goal unit on. A.J. Young will come on and try to cut this thing down to three touchdowns. So, Cole Pauly will hold, and he'll put this thing down at about the 18-yard line. This will be a 28-yarder for A.J. Young. Connor Schwander to snap it back. It's a great snap, a good hold, and it's blocked. As Worcester, it looked like Micah McKee, of course, got it there, got in there off the left side and blocked that field goal. Of course, why why wouldn't that happen? Micah McKee does it again, and man, when he leaves after this season, yeah, Worcester is in trouble in basketball and football because yeah. the McKee brothers—they've been their course, playmakers. Of course, there's only one left now, but. Yeah, Ezra and Micah at the same time a couple years ago. Oh,
2: yeah, that was crazy.
1: <laughs> making plays on the court and on the field. What are they going to do without Micah McKee next year? Because without him tonight, this is a totally different mm-hmm. ball game. He is single-handedly dominated this game and without him this would be a completely different football game as the Generals take the field. Becker back to pass and out on the far sideline it's through the hands of Koblenz and incomplete. Of course the only team I know of in the state of Ohio that has a 24 point lead and still passes and doesn't run the clock is the Worcester Generals. They throw another incomplete pass and unnecessarily
2: Well, how about Shelby? Shelby did it too, right?
9: (laughs) Well, even Shelby started running (laughs) the ball. That's true.
1: Worcester doesn't care about the clock. They just want to keep throwing for whatever reason. Second and ten. That's okay, though, because the uh, Minutemen have two interceptions here in the third quarter already as Becker takes the snap. Give up the middle. It's Adams, and he squeaks through the hole for about five yards. It'll set up third and five. And, Nick, you got to watch here because it's probably going to Micah McKee.
2: Yep. And, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if they throw a double move out here. I've been waiting for it all game. And knowing Worcester now wouldn't be the worst time for them to call it. I'm sure he'll have one-on-one coverage up top over here. So they'll go five wide. It's third and
1: five. Worcester from their own 25-yard line. Becker. Looks over at the sideline just to make sure they've got the right play in there. And now he looks over at Micah McKee as if to say, here it comes. And he takes the snap. He gets it to McKee, and McKee drops it. Wow. He called it. It was right in his hands. Fourth down. Worcester's going to have to punt. And now that lack of points that the uh, Minutemen didn't score on that last possession is looking huge now because you could have cut that lead, and now – Getting the ball back already. Still got time, though. If there is hope for a comeback, it's got to start this time, though. You can't have another empty possession. As Roush and Byrice back to return this punt. Drew Rader takes the snap. He'll get away a decent punt. Byrice is going to take it from the 41. He's angling, and he's fighting through some tacklers to the 45. The whole
2: punt team's got to bring him down. That's
1: just the type of fighter Byrice is. He's not going to let one guy take him down, and he gets about a four-yard return. Great field position for the Minutemen. They'll start at their own forty-five-yard line, trailing thirty-one to seven. So, Minutemen take over, looking for some points here. Excuse me. Pauly in the pistol. One wide to each side, takes the snap, throws out far side. Carter Newman caught it at the 50, breaks a tackle, gets a first down. Down near the 40-yard line again of about 14 for Carter Newman.
2: Yeah, good fight there off the initial contact.
1: And he's had a little bit of a tough night, but good to see him out there still fighting. And the Minutemen get a big first down. They've moved the ball really well here in the second half. Still nothing to show for it on the scoreboard, though. Got to get into the end zone here. They send one to the right, one to the left. Paulie in the pistol. First and 10 from the 42 takes the snap off the left side. Carson Berry, 40, 35, trying to break tackles down to the 30. And he gets over the 30, down to the 29. And another first down and more yards here for Carson.
2: I feel like Carson's always just one tackle away, one ankle tackle away from breaking these. They'll actually give him the 28-yard line there.
1: A 14-yard pickup for Carson. Man, if he keeps running like this, he's going to have 100 just here in the third quarter. Yeah. First and 10-minute men, they'll send Crago off to the right, Carter Newman off to the left, Cole Pauly in the pistol with Hudson Moore and Carson Berry. First and 10 from the 28 takes the snap. They'll give Barry off the left side. 25. He's outside 20. 15. He's got one man to beat in. He just goes out of bounds.
2: Down at the nine yard line. And that was barely his toe. He couldn't do the
1: Baden, or yeah, the Baden four up first half high wire act down the sideline. Carson just stepped out of bounds. But another great run to the yep. outside, and the Minutemen really have given him a lot of room on the outside edge to run here in the third quarter. That's not something they did in the first half. Yep. First and goal, Minutemen at the nine-yard line. They'll send Thomas off to the right, Craigo off to the left. Cole Pauly in the pistol. He takes the snap. He gives. Carson off the left side. He's to the five, and he's in. Touchdown, Minuteman. Minutemen. Carson Berry off that left edge. Number 10 on the year. Man, that's insane. Minutemen Men cut the lead. It is 21, or excuse me, 31 to 13 with the extra point pending. So, A.J., 1-for-1 one one on extra points tonight. He is 0-for-1 on field goals. It was blocked. This extra point is up, and it is good. Minutemen cut the lead. 2.48 to go, third quarter. It's 31-14 to 14 here on fearthevillage.com.
4: com Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio.
0: This is Lexington football coach Taylor Gerhardt, and you're listening to
1: Minuteman football on FearTheVillage.com. Minutemen cut this lead down to 17 here at Follis Field. Worcester leads it 31-14. to 14. And Lexington will kick it off from right to left as we see it. A.J. Young getting it teed up as we speak. And Nick just told me that Carson Berry is only three yards away from having 100 yards rushing this quarter. Almost 100 yards just in the third quarter for Carson, and he just scored his 10th touchdown on the year, first of the night from nine yards out. As A.J. Young will boot it down the field, and we have a whistle.
2: And... Delay of game. Huh. I think like we've seen that once this year already, Nick. And, and I've never seen that before in my entire
1: life. No, we've seen it twice in one year. Yeah. On a kickoff. I didn't even know they ran the play clock <laughs> on know. a kickoff. I mean, they basically give the kicker the ball and the kicker – Kicks it. I mean, there's no, it's not like the Minutemen were wasting any time. Huh.
2: Well, here we go again. Ten seconds, you better (laughs) kick it.
1: So A.J. Young gets set, and this time he'll boot it. And this is actually a better kick. It's going to go over Micah McKee's head and through and into the end zone a touchback. How about that? That was a much better kick the second time around. and I'm sure A.J. will take it for his stat sheet. <laughs> so if you're the Minutemen here, you got to get a stop. you got to get a stop. you got to get a three and out before the end of this quarter if you want to have a shot to win this game. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be three and out here. Worcester cannot get any first downs. It's a tall task. We'll see what the Minutemen can do here. As Becker's going to have three to the left. He'll have McKee all by himself to the right in the pistol. From the 20. And Worcester moves early. Harpster went early out there in the slot. Worcester going to have a false start here. And it just seems like Worcester is, I mean, I the under- demeanor's
2: just changed.
1: Yeah, something is different here. Worcester is imploding offensively this half. They have two interceptions. Yeah, They start this drive with a false start. Now, the Minutemen weren't able to capital- capitalize earlier
2: in the quarter. Yeah, I imagine if they would have been able to. I mean, had the
1: Minutemen scored a touchdown that first time they had the ball in this quarter, this would be a 10 point game right now. Still in it, though. They got to get the football back. First and 15, Becker in the pistol. Takes the snap. He's going to throw near sideline. He's got a harpster, and he's tackled. A nice submarine tackle there by A.J. Young out at the 23 yard line. 8 yard gain. It'll set up second and 8. Second and 7, excuse me. Wow, they gave him the 24 yeah, yard they line. They sure did. Oh my goodness. <laughs> they gave him 9 yards on that. <laughs> second and 6 apparently. 3 to the left, 1 to the right. My goodness. Becker Waiting for the snap, takes it, gives Gregory, or excuse me, Gregory Adams.
2: Man, nothing up the middle, going.
1: And he'll get one yard off the left side. Yeah, big I don't third know why down. I called him by his first name, Adams. His first name is Gregory. I don't know why I said it like it was his last name. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was odd. Third down, a huge third down play here, and. The Purple haze that did come out tonight to Worcester (laughs) is going crazy over there. They want the football back. Not a bad little student section over there for Uh the Minutemen. Third and five, a big play here for the Minutemen defense as Becker sends Harpster in motion from left to right. And the pistol. Third and five takes the snap. He's going to throw. Harpster got it over the 30
2: and a first down to the 33-yard line. Yeah, Corbin Green out here. He's hobbling around, just trying to stay out on the field, but – uh, they ran us a little quick out and Corbin went to cover the deep man and Cohen Moore had to come uh, underneath and follow that out route, but yeah, it was a gain us eight. Well and
1: nobody's a bigger fan of the Minutemen than I am, but you get the feeling that was one of the last chances the Minutemen are gonna have to get yeah, back in this ball one. game. They needed that stop and they didn't get it. As Worcester gets a fresh set of downs, they'll have three to the left, one to the right, in the pistol again. Becker, first and ten from the 33, takes the snap. He's going to throw left, and Harpster got it, but he was hit immediately by D.J. Johnson over there, and they're going to give him a yard, of course. Second and nine coming up. Great tackle in the open field there by the Minutemen. For a second there, Nick, I held my breath because I'm thinking – a throw across the field like that by Becker, yeah, it's, that might be one that the Minutemen undercut here. I mean, you might as well take the risk at this point. you yeah. got to get the ball back as there's only 50 seconds left in the third quarter. Becker in the uh, pistol again. He'll send a man in motion. Three to the right, one to the left. Second and nine takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's being pressured. He's being flushed to the right. He's going to run. Now he's going to throw, and it is incomplete through the hands of Williams, and that was a dangerous one because there were Minutemen
2: in the area. They couldn't get it. He threw across his body on the run. I mean, like you said, that's a very dangerous throw.
1: Huge third down here. Third and nine coming up for the Minutemen
2: defense. Well, and you know they're probably either going to McKee on, the, on a sit or a post or they're going outside to Harpster.
1: 33 seconds to go, third quarter. One thing we can all agree on is we want Worcester to throw and throw it incomplete here. Three to the right, one to the left, third and nine, huge play. Becker takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's being rushed, and he's hit as he threw, and it's incomplete. A great rush there off the blind side by Cohen Moore. And DJ Johnson as well.
2: Yeah, and, Becker had no chance there.
1: <laughs> hey, Nick, I don't I know they didn't get a three and out, but what did I say? They need to get the ball back by the end of the third quarter. They're about to get the ball back. The Minutemen stay strong and with 30 seconds left, Worcester's gonna have
2: to punt. And that's a gutsy call there from Coach Gerhardt to bring the heat off the edge with I mean, you need a stop. Get pressure there. Cohen Moore had a great jump on the snap and was able to well, get there. Well, and what
1: that does, too, is now Becker's going to be looking over his shoulder the rest of the game. Oh, now yeah. he's going to be a little bit nervous as Raider gets a punt away, and it's going to be taken by Byrice to the 40, and he breaks a tackle and gets to the 45 as he kind of caught it on the run there. It was a dangerous was play, scary. but he got <laughs> 10 yards out of it. and they give him seven. But again, second time in a row, Nick. Lexington has it at their own 45 to start.
2: Well, 20 seconds now, left in the third quarter. Do you try to take a shot here right at the end of the quarter? It's hard. To, I mean, uh, go Carter Newman one-on-one. He, he's had the step. Just got yeah, to connect. It's, you
1: could go play action just the way Carson's run the ball this third quarter. Yeah. You could set up a play here. Not necessarily the bootleg they've been running, but just a simple play action. Take a couple-step drop. Maybe you do go deep. Colpauly in the pistol, two left, one right, takes the snap. They'll give. Carson Berry up the middle, and this time Worcester ready for it. Carson's going to get a yard, and that might be the last play of the third quarter. So the Minutemen have some work to do, but they've set themselves up here to have a chance. They trail this one after three at Follis Field, 31-14, but they've got the ball, and they're uh, right near midfield threatening to score again. We'll see if they can do that quickly when, they come, when we come back
5: M-E.
6: This is Cole Pauly, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex. Just
1: about time to start the fourth quarter, and we're going to try as hard as we can to will the Minutemen to a comeback victory. Corey Durbin, Nick Laser, with you. Minutemen trail this one 31-14. They do have the football, though. And a lot of people are leaving here at Follis Field already. That
2: is bizarre yeah, this, to me. This, we even said it the last time we here, we were here. Their crowd just isn't – they're just not impressive. They come out in numbers, but they are not vocal, loud at all. I mean, I think our fans across the way have been louder. Minute have got to get
1: on the scoreboard here quickly to start the fourth quarter. They've got the ball at their own 46-yard line. They'll send Roush and Crago off to the left. They'll have Thomas and Newman off to the right. Cole Polly in the shotgun with one on his left hip. Takes the snap. He's back to pass. Throw. Carson Berry caught it out of the backfield, and he just had one tackle to break and just couldn't get out of there. And, of course, it was Micah McKee on the tackle. <sighs> telling you, Nick, without McKee. Oh, my goodness. This... Worcester is in for a rude awakening next uh, year when I... they don't have one of the McKees to bail them out because he has had every big tackle tonight. Yep. He's had every touchdown tonight.
2: And even when they need a conversion on third and long, he's been there.
9: Band third
2: down. Well, third and long, here we go.
1: Huge play for the minute men, third and 12. Pauly in the pistol, one to each side. He takes the snap. He's back to pass. He's looking down the near sideline. He flings it to Carter
2: Newman, who caught it, and he juggled it in. He still caught it somehow, as it came out of his arms. Oh, my goodness. It's back into his (laughs) hands on his back. He almost had to kick it up on his – he was laying flat on his back, and he kicked it up to himself and was able to hold on. Oh, we're talking about concentration. Carter
1: Newman – And he got down to the 10. Wow. Unbelievable catch by Carter Newman. Well, and
2: now the chain gang's taking forever to get set up. The clock is running.
1: Well, I think it might be first and goal, Nick. We'll see. They're at the 10. Goal Pauly and the pistol, one to each side. He takes the snap. He gives Carson Berry off the right side. He's to the ten, trying to get around the edge, and he gets pushed out of bounds at the eight-yard line. A gain of two, and it was
2: first and goal. I still can't believe he came down with that. The concentration is unbelievable. I mean, he literally had to kick it up to himself. That was on his back. Tremendous. <laughs> wow. Where's ESPN at? Top ten plays. Minute men have got to get into the end
1: zone quickly. Here they're kind of taking their time. Ten forty to go, fourth quarter. One. Second and goal from the eight. Saying clock is stopped right now too. It was running. <laughs> one to the right, one to the left. Cole Polly and the pistol takes the snap. Give Carson Berry off the left side. He'll get a couple, and it's going to set up third and goal at
2: about the seven yard line. And this is a tough, this is a tough area of the field, because I mean you, you can't really. I mean, you'd like to be able to run it, but I mean, you're seven, eight yards out. That's tough. And throwing the ball, Worcester can kind of pack the pack the end zone down a little bit because you have to get a touchdown. Craigo off to the left, Mason Thomas in off to the right.
1: And for whatever reason, Carson Berry was the one that called the timeout there. Maybe he was looking over at the coaching staff and saw something. Maybe is Carson coming out of the game? Is he okay?
2: short of breath.
1: Looks like Coach Gerhardt's looking. Maybe he got poked in the eye or something over here on that last run. Well, that, that's unfortunate because yeah, the Minutemen need their timeouts, yeah, but you burn for whatever one. reason, Carson is coming off the field now. I hope he's okay. I, I from here, he, it looks like it, maybe he got something in his eye.
2: He might just be tired, too. I mean, he's over there with his hands no, above his true. head. I mean, he's running hard.
1: Minutemen need a score here. I mean, even if you. I I hate to say this. Even if you get a field goal here, it still makes it a two-touchdown game. You've got to get
2: points on this drive. Maybe they're going to go one-on-one up top with Crago. He's got the size advantage, at least height-wise. Crago off
1: to the left. Mason Thomas off to the right. Third and goal from the seven. Paulie in the pistol with Byrice in there now. Takes the snap. They'll fake the give. He's going to try to pitch it out to Byrice. And it was a backwards lateral. Byrice took it and continued playing. And he's going to get tackled. At the eight-yard line, so really a no-gainer there, maybe a loss of a half a yard, and AJ Young will come on. Now well, they're going to call it an incomplete pass. Now, oh, <laughs> well, after they let Byrice get creamed yeah. by three Worcester linemen, now they call it an incomplete pass. But
9: Why, he stops was right. The clock.
1: <laughs> to, I guess that is a. Well, they should
2: reset some of the clock here. At least, at least put 10 minutes back on. Yeah, it should. Well, I mean, there's a lot of time that ran off. Reset it to 10 minutes. Yeah. I would love it.
1: uh
2: Oh, you were eight seconds off now. Yeah, that's all right.
1: So they did add seven seconds back on. A.J. Young has had one attempt blocked earlier in this quarter, excuse me, in the third quarter. It was a 28 yarder. This one will be a 25 yarder. Cole Pauly will
2: hold. Yeah, I mean, any amount of points you can get here.
1: Somebody tell the clock operator to put more time on the clock. The referee has asked
2: him. Twice now.
9: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Jeez, oh Pete's man. 952. It's, the, it's the 9.52. Whole, it's, oh, look, the ref is getting upset now. He's getting irritated. The ref is about to scream. Yeah, and he's the, getting, oh, there we go. <laughs> he was about to get very irritated The ref here. was literally
1: <laughs> running up here, it looked like. <sighs>
2: I mean, it's going to take him about 15 minutes to get all the way up here, but he'll get here eventually.
1: So a 25-yard attempt. Minutemen need this one badly. Cole Pauly will hold. Nine Schwander. A low snap, no, and it gets away from no. Pauly. Pauly's going to have to run, and he gets pummeled back at the 20-yard line. Yeah, I was dead.
2: God bless. I mean, everything that can go wrong right now. Ugh. And the Minutemen have tried
1: two field goals tonight. One was blocked and one, A bad snap. And that's at least six points you'd love to have back if you're the Minutemen because with those six points, this would be an 11-point ball game. Instead, it's a 17-point ball game and three possessions, and now it's going to be hard to get the ball back three times.
2: Got to have basically a turnover here. Yeah, pick six would be cool because you know Worcester's probably going to throw the ball.
1: Becker in the pistol, two to the left, two to the right. Takes the snap, throws right, got his man, it's Williams. Minutemen have it bottled up though, a gain of four. Out to the 24. 9.30 to go, clock is running. And it's just unfortunate the way this game unfolded. You really, the Minutemen had a bad five minute stretch to end the first half and that. That was it? That was the difference <laughs> I mean... in this game. I mean, they should be either in the lead right now or Right there. I mean, they've shut Worcester out in this second half so far. Becker with three left, one right in the pistol again. Second and six takes the snap. He's back. He's looking. No, He's looking no. for McKee, and it's caught at the 35. Making a move, cutting across the middle of the field, and still on his feet out near the 50 yard line. McKee gets out to the 49 yard line. Oh, man. They'll give him the 48. McKee coming off the field. He might have got a little banged up on that tackle. He got kind of flung to the ground there, and he's stretching out his arm. And now he's down kind of on his knees. McKee's a little banged up on him. He's tired, man. (laughs) They've relied on him a lot. Two to each side, Becker sends a man in motion, he'll give, Adams up the middle, he's dancing around across midfield, and now Adams with possibly his longest carry of the night, as he just danced and danced and danced and got seven yards. I'll give him six, the first generous spot of the night (laughs) for the Minutemen. Eight minutes to go, clock is rolling, and It's a shame the Minutemen couldn't have punched those two possessions or they ended up kicking a field goal. It's a shame they couldn't get him in the end zone. This will be a three-point game right now. And as Becker takes the snap, he'll give Adams off the left side this time. Minutemen pursue oh. nicely, and they'll get him at the 41, but he got a first down as Corbin Green just couldn't get him behind the line of scrimmage. He'll pick up five. And now what? Well, we got a down
2: minute man, I think.
1: And we do over here on the near sideline. Whoever made that tackle is down on the sideline, and I can't see who it is.
2: Yeah, I can't either. Well, it's never good when head coach is coming all the way across the field to come check it out, too.
1: And it was Jordan Byrice, and he's up. And now he'll jog it off. And we'll keep an eye on him, see if we see him the rest of the night. First and ten, Worcester has the football at the Lex 41 with a 31-14 lead, 7.36 to go, third, uh, excuse me, fourth quarter. Man, this second half has gone really
2: fast. It's getting a little chilly up here with the the open air. Wind's blowing a little bit. First and
1: ten. Becker with three to the right, one to the left. Adams right behind him in the pistol. And now what? Let them play. They're asking for the play clock to be reset. It was already at 20 seconds. How much time can they need? They're already ready to go. Well, now they get 40 seconds. I mean, Worcester was ready to snap (laughs) the ball, and there was – Anyways, (laughs) Anyways, <laughs> that made no sense to me. Why would they reset the play clock? They were ready to snap the ball, and there was 20 seconds.
2: Well, they an extra 40-second runoff there. They're
1: kidding, and they're using every second of it. They're going to have a minute before they got to run a play here as Becker yeah. takes the snap, flings it out near side. It's incomplete. Great coverage by A.J. Young on the near sideline. Intended receiver was... Carson Koblenz. Second and 10. Becker in the pistol. Three to the right, one to the left. He looks over to the sideline again. And at this point in the game, you should know what you're doing. Just run the play. He takes the snap, and that was gonna be a false start because the center snapped that ball way late. Everybody went, and the center still hadn't snapped it yet. So again, Worcester just killing themselves here in the second half, but the Minutemen, and it just, it really makes you think back to the end of the first half, Nick. Had Lexington had a lead, or at least went into halftime tied, The way Worcester has really looked lackadaisical in the second half here, this might have been a game the Minutemen could have
2: won. Oh, yeah, Worcester's looked terrible in the second half. I mean, other than a couple plays here and there, I mean, they have not looked good at all. Now they'll go shotgun. Empty, of course. Yep, empty
1: formation, (laughs) three to the right, two to the left. Second and 15. Becker takes the snap. He's looking left, and he's going to be hit by Baden Forup and brought down back at the 43-yard line.
2: I mean, that was a man play right there. Baden tackled the lineman (laughs) and the quarterback. And they're giving him forward progress to the 46. He got tackled all the way back at the 40. Unbelievable. They're giving him the line of scrimmage.
1: Well, they should have given him some kind of loss. They oh, did. Okay. He lost eight yards. I
2: was going to say, geez, oh, Pete.
1: Okay, Nick is a little off over there. I he know, I am. I need am. to make sure he's not <laughs> I'm frustrated. doing some illegal drugs <laughs> I'm over frustrated. there that I don't know about because <laughs> Becker on third and 23 back to pass. They'll throw a screen play, and it's Adams out of the backfield. He's going to probably get a first down here, and he does to the 30. He needed 23, and he got about 25. And that is just uh, one final backbreaker for this Minuteman ball club who's fought all night. Yeah. But they just cannot get the break that they need to go their way. I mean, they've gotten a couple of little breaks, but they haven't been able to capitalize. They've had two interceptions this half. Didn't score on either one of them. They've held Worcester scoreless here in the second half, but they've only scored seven themselves as Becker is going to pump, and he's going to go right corner of the end zone, out of bounds, incomplete. Nice catch by Harpster over there, but he was out. Second and ten coming up for Worcester at the Lex 27-yard line. Happy to have you with us tonight even though it's uh, not the result we wanted here at Worcester. And, Nick, we're going to go 0-3, covering Lex versus Worcester in football. Oh, man. And hopefully Hammy can be our saving grace this <laughs> year in basketball, although hey, get two tries. And the time we've covered Hammy, he's 0-4 against the Generals. So Hammy, come out and beat him by 40 this year. Just give us something as Decker takes the second down snap. He gives, and a fumble as Adams was pummeled in the back by Corbin Green and the Minutemen
2: recovering. I'd say Corbin popped him.
1: Oh my (laughs) goodness, what a hit by a hobbling Corbin Green. (laughs) And the Minutemen get their third turnover on defense here in the second half alone. And again, if this game is any closer, that's a huge play. But yeah. Minutemen trailing by 17 with 5.12 to go. It's just those two possessions where the Minutemen settled for field goal attempts and came up empty on both. One was blocked. One snap got away from them. If they score on both of those, Nick, it's an 11-point game with the ball right now. Yeah. Either way, Minutemen still trying to get into the end zone again for some momentum for next week. They've got one to each side. Cole Polly fakes a give. He throws out of the backfield. Jordan Byrice can't handle the catch, and it's blown dead, incomplete. And they blew that one dead. Second and ten, Minutemen at, the, uh, at their own 27-yard line. As I look down here to the Worcester student section, Nick, and see a guy in a uh, – Coconut bikini top. And the skirt and all. Mix that with the coach from Worcester that has uh, (laughs) dress socks on with shorts. High dress socks (laughs) up to his knees with shorts. And it's been an interesting night. Second and ten, Pauly in the pistol. He takes the snap and he's back to pass. He's flinging it down the middle of the field. He's got Carter Newman. And it's just over his outstretched arm at the 35. And we're going to have a flag back here. It might be a hold. A really late flag by the referee, and (laughs) that thing came in. He might have been waiting to see if Carter Newman caught the ball because I don't think he wanted to throw it on the run there and miss the the actual play, so he threw it after the play, but I think it's going to be a hold. And it is pass interference actually on Worcester. And Worcester fans are disgruntled. I can't think of a fan base who has any reason to complain about anything after covering games here at Worcester for years now. I cannot think of a school that consistently gets more favorable calls than the Worcester Generals. Uh, I concur. Which is maybe why we only heard one person booing. I think they realize that as well. First and ten. Now out to the forty-two. Cole Pauly in the pistol. He takes the snap. He'll give right side. It's by Rice. He makes a nice cut to the fifty, and he's gonna fumble the football. But he gets back on it at the forty-five.
2: I think he got it back.
1: Yeah, and it'll Woo. stay Lex ball. As by Rice, just fighting for every yard there, and one of the generals kind of ran by him and swiped it out of there. Yeah. Just under five minutes to go in the ballgame. Minutemen down by 17, but they have the ball now again on the Worcester side of the field at the 45-yard line. Carter Newman will come on for Mason Thomas. And the Minutemen have it first and 10 after a nice run by Byrice. Carter Newman splits off to the right. Craigo off to the left. Cole Polly in the pistol. With Hudson-Morin by Rice, takes the snap, back to pass, looking near sideline and throws it just wide of Carter-Newman. Second and ten, clock stops. As Mason-Thomas comes back on, Carter-Newman exits the field. Second and ten. Minutemen at the Worcester 45-yard line. Polly takes the pistol snap. He's back to pass. Flings it hard near side to Mason Thomas, who caught it and gets out of bounds at the 38. Gain I, of seven.
2: I heard that ball hit Mason Thomas' chest from up here, man. man.
1: Ashland blowing out Mount Vernon now, 35-17. Hmm. Tiffin Columbian over Mansfield Sr. right now, 34-27. Oh, that's a close one. And West Holmes defeats Madison. That game is over already, 40-7. <laughs> West Holmes goes to 5-0, 2-0 in the OCC. They're tough. Third down, third and four. Carter Newman off to the left. Craigo off to the right. Polly takes the pistol snap. Give by Rice dancing around, and he's going to get... Hit and dropped for a loss of one. It'll set up fourth and five, and I thought Byrice had the hole off the I right so. side here, yeah. and he literally turned around and went backwards and went back to the middle of the field. That was kind of odd, actually. Well, normally
2: Jordan likes to, he likes to find the contact. I don't know where. And he literally turned around and
1: went yeah. backwards. A completely reversed course. Kind of an odd play there. Fourth and five, Craig go off to the right, Newman off to the left, Pauly takes the snap. Back to pass, he's looking, he's gonna get hit, and he's gonna be sacked back at the 43 yard line. And that may be the last time Lexington has the football tonight.
2: Well, knowing Worcester, they're gonna come out here throwing, so we might get the ball back again. That's true. They might throw a deep ball right here. <laughs> Although the Minutemen
1: have three turnovers this half yeah, defensively. So you've pitched a shutout defensively Literally, in the second I mean, half you, if you the men. Yeah, That's-
2: you couldn't have played a better second half defensively. I mean, even with Worcester, they've had some stupid penalties. But, I mean, other than that, Lex has really held Worcester at bay.
1: They just haven't been able to get it done offensively tonight, which has been the first time we can say that this year about the Minutemen. As Becker in the uh, pistol, he's got two to the left, two to the right. And I believe McKee, all the starters are still out there. Yeah. From the 43, Becker takes the snap, give Adams, and he's going to go up the middle, and he'll get two to the 45. Lexington going to try to bounce back next week, but it doesn't get any easier as they've got senior high. and Mansfield senior on the verge of losing a second week in a row. So that's going to be a, an unhappy T.Y. Tiger ball club coming to Lexington next week. Great. Not exactly the <laughs> matchup you wanted to see coming your way after a night like tonight. Second and eight. Becker takes the snap. They'll give to Adams up the middle again, a gain of one. And now Matt Dwyer cramping up for the Minutemen. He's going to go down right at midfield, or right on the uh, Worcester logo, I should <laughs> say, near to midfield. He, I
2: was say, he's trying to crawl off. And it's just
1: a cramp. I saw that happening in real time. Let's see what else we've got going on around north-central Ohio. It is Marion Harding pulling away from Galleon now, 24-15. Fork smoked River Valley 41-13. to 13. Ontario got another win, which even with the Help loss Lex. here tonight, that helps Lexington, so maybe Lex won't drop so far in the uh, playoff rankings after, after all. Uh, Ontario beats Lakewood 49-19. Shelby 49, Pleasant 14. Winford beats Buckeye Central 70-8.
9: 70-8?
1: Crestview shuts out Monroeville, 37-0. Crestview 5-0. Lucas going to go to 5-0 as well. They're winning their game by four touchdowns. Becker in the uh, pistol this time. Third and six takes the snap. He'll fake the give. He's going to roll right. He's going to throw, and it is short and off the turf incomplete. And maybe I was wrong, Nick. Maybe the Minutemen will get the ball back here. We'll see if Worcester's going to send on the punt unit. Drew Rader will come on. Figured they'd go for it. 2.35 to go in the ball game. Minutemen trailing by 17. Raider stands back on his own 35. Scotty Roush will sit back on his own 21 to return this. Minutemen men acting like they're going to bring the house here, so Worcester gets tight into the formation here and making sure they've got everything cleaned up. Raider gets a booming punt away. Roush is going to try to handle it, and I is did the referee say he touched it?
2: That should just be a down punt at the five. Yeah. I I thought for a second this this ref thought that Lex had touched it,
1: and they're gonna say Scotty Roush did let that ball go and was close. It was definitely it, it, was, it, defi- it was
2: definitely close. I mean, there's no doubt about that. Either way, the Minute Men now
1: gonna have the ball at their own five to finish this game with two twenty three to go. Anything else they need to work on for next
2: week? Now's the time. Well the referee's still having a discussion over here. I haven't they're saying Worcester Ball.
9: <laughs>
2: wow.
1: I'm trying to watch, and Coach Gerhardt, rightfully so, is livid. I've been trying to watch the way the referees have explained this whole situation. There's been no
2: explanation. Oh, my gosh. What a joke. That is an
1: absolutely atrocious bit of officiating. I mean, there's
2: no instant replay. I mean, there's no way it's you can like overturn the that. the referees talked
1: themselves into changing the call. I, I well, Becker's going to hand it off to Adams, who's going to go up the middle. And he's going nowhere. I, I don't understand. I don't understand. The entire Lexington sideline was convinced that it was their ball on the five-yard line. And if you're Worcester, I don't know how you can argue that Scotty Roush touched the ball because nobody was near him. <laughs> he, he was way over yeah. on the on the other side of the field when he let the ball go.
2: I, so I don't know
1: how they have any argument. Got pressured by the crowd. <laughs> well, what happened was the referee with the long. Yeah. What's the Browns punter's name? He's got the. <laughs> Jamie Browns Gillen. P- yeah, he's got his <laughs> type of hair as Adam's going to lose three yards on this handoff. And he's got Gillen hair, <laughs> and he's prancing around like he's a horse. <laughs> got to let those locks flow, baby.
2: I guess. But that
1: was an absolutely horrible call, and he's the one that's been over on the far sideline too, screwing up every just about every spot that's happened on the far sideline has been the guy with the long horse hair. This guy, he he makes no attempt to kind of like, you know, at least put it in a ponytail or something. No, he lets lets those locks fly, baby. (laughs) Like he's out in a green open pasture. Oh, my. (laughs) Third and five, Becker takes the snap. He's going to throw far corner. Why not? Great diving backwards catch by Harpster, and it's a touchdown, Worcester. Well, Worcester hadn't scored yet, so the referee with the long hair had to give him one this this half. Yep, of course. Otherwise, Lexington's defense did a pretty good job of shutting out Worcester here in the second half.
2: I, I still claim that Worcester did get shut out here in the second half. That was a gift. That was an it's, absolutely horrible go.
1: reversal yes. of a
2: call. Well.
1: The extra point by Raider is good.
2: I just don't understand.
1: And I mean, Scotty Roush is the only one who knows whether that ball was touched by him or not. That referee has no idea. And now here he comes down the near sideline. Look at those locks flowing.
2: Oh, yeah. He, he knows it, too. Look how he just kind of prances yeah, along.
1: Ed, Ed Hockeyley always likes to show off his muscles <laughs> in the NFL. This referee <laughs> likes to show off his long hair. We get it. We see
2: you. <laughs> Hard to miss those locks from here. And like you keep saying, we're a mile up in the sky. So. <sighs> I feel like we always get hosed at Worcester. It doesn't matter what sport it is. There's always something.
1: Raider will kick it off for seemingly the 40th time tonight. And it's in Touchdown. the end zone again. He's just racking up his touchback stats yeah, at this why point. 38-14. Worcester with a 24-point lead. And it just it figures, you know, when Lexington really gets things figured out defensively, They just can't get it into the end zone on offense, and then they also can't get a break from a referee. <laughs> now we've got a timeout, Worcester. Why? There's 49 Why? seconds left. We're up need by to 24. Do? Worcester takes a timeout. Nick's got to get home and get in bed tonight. Yeah. Come on. It does seem like this only happens with Worcester. Last time we were here, they had a three-touchdown lead and were blitzing with no time left. Yeah,
2: and our quarterback's getting drilled. Cole Paulie's getting drilled with no time.
1: Now they have a 24-point lead this time. And they're taking timeouts with 40 seconds left. And now it looks like they're throwing out the freshman football team, Nick, and that's probably why hey, they Yeah, go take deep.
2: Timeout. Go deep. Yeah, I mean, he might as well go try Go deep. You think 77 here can guard, guard Carter Newman? Nah, go deep. Why not?
1: Cole Pauly in the pistol. Two wide to each side. They'll start this one from the 20. By Rice behind him. Holly back to pass, he's gonna throw to Byrice out of the backfield, he makes a move and he's gonna get wrapped up and thrown backwards. As I thought he was gonna get out of there initially, but Byrice gonna lose a couple here. That'll set up second and 13, 30 seconds to go, clock is rolling. Minutemen might try to run one more play here. They'll send two to the left, two to the right, Paulie in the pistol. Second and 13 from the 17 yard line. Last play of the game, he takes the snap. He's gonna throw a screen play to Jordan Byrice who gets out to the 20, to the 25, to the 30, and he's brought down there after a first down, but that'll be the ball game here at Follis Field. (sighs) A five-minute stretch in the second quarter was the difference tonight. And Worcester improves to 3-2 on the year, 38-14. They win their first OCC game of the year. go to 1-0 in the conference. Lexington falls to 2-3 on the year. They will now fall to 1-1 in the OCC. We'll take just a short break. We'll be back with stats and scores from around north-central Ohio on
7: FearTheVillage.com. Hey, this is Nick Michaels. Check out my weekly podcast, Trash Talk, on vsbnradio.com, featuring area athletes and coaches, local sports updates, and more. Available now where you listen to your podcasts.
1: Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is a medical service providing emergency, non-emergency and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality of care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419- 522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, they're currently hiring EMTs and paramedics. To find out more, give them a call at 419-522-2020.
6: Hey, this is Tyler Johnson. Join me tonight at 10 o'clock on VSPNRadio.com for my show, Intentional Grounding. I'll give you guys scores, updated standings, and preview next week's matchups tonight and every Friday night. At 10 o'clock, it's Intentional Grounding with Tyler Johnson on VSPNRadio.com.
4: BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio.
3: Hey, this is Kayla down on the sidelines. Be sure to visit our Facebook and Instagram pages for live updates during tonight's game. I will also be uploading highlight reels after the game for your Lexington Minutemen. Follow VSBN Radio on Instagram and Varsity Sports Broadcasting Network on Facebook.
6: This is Cole Pauley, quarterback for the Minutemen, and you're listening to Lexington Football on VSBN Radio. Hammer down and go Lex!
1: Back here at Fallis Field, where it is a final. Worcester 38, Lexington 14. Corey Durbin, Nick Laez, with you. Welcome to the uh, Fear the Village post game show. Nick's got final stats for you. Nick, paint the picture.
2: Yeah. So, like Corey said, 38-14 is your final. Uh, it was 31-7 at halftime, and Lex really came out and held Worcester to pretty much a shutout. They they were Worcester was given the gift at the end of the game uh, with that call with the with the punt. But other than that, Lex played a great game in the the second half defensively. Just couldn't really seem to find that rhythm offensively. Caden Berry, oh, sorry, excuse me, Carson Berry had a great game. Uh, Had 27 carries for 154 yards and a touchdown his 10th of the year. But overall, Lex actually ended up with more total yards of offense, 385 yards of total offense compared to Worcester's 382. Uh, Cole Pauly was 12-22 of for 205, had a touchdown and an interception, uh, let's see here Worcester drew Becker was 29 of 46 for 370 370 yards four touchdowns and two interceptions uh, the rushing game Lex won that battle 180 to 12 a uh, couple penalties penalties were even four penalties of 30 yards both teams turnovers uh, Lex actually won the turnover ratio by one uh, but overall it was just a it was a great defensive game in the second half for Lex, but just couldn't seem to uh, get get it, get it in the end zone. Had two field goals, field goal attempts. One got blocked, and the other there was a there was a low snap that Cole couldn't quite get up to set up to the tee. So uh, just just a multitude of different things that can be worked on and corrected. Because I mean, like Corey said, next week you're gonna have an angry uh, senior high team coming to town, and it's it's always tough when seniors come to town. Tough rivalry across the way, so uh, that'll be a good one for us next week. As uh, Let's take a look
1: quickly here at the OCC. Uh, some final scores. Tiffin Columbian beats Mansfield Senior 40-27. Ashland beats Mount Vernon 35-17. Ashland finally in the win column this year. And West Holmes beats Madison 40. To seven in the Moac, clear Fork over River Valley 4113 it was Marion Harding 24 galleon 15 Ontario beats Lakewood 49 to 19 and Shelby beats Pleasant 49 to 14 special thanks to Rachel and Kayla Durbin on the sidelines tonight doing a great job as always check out their hard work on any of our uh, social media accounts Instagram YouTube uh, Facebook Twitter at VsBN radio. And uh, thank you to my broadcast partner, Nick Laser. Great job on stats, as always, and color commentary. I'm Corey Durbin saying one final time from Follis Field. Lexington falls to 2-3 and three on the year 1-1 one and one in the OCC. Worcester improves to 3-2 and two on the year 1-0 and oh in the OCC as the Generals beat the Minutemen 38-14. We'll talk to you next week from Lexington when the Minutemen take on the Senior High T.Y. Tigers. Have a great weekend, everybody.